Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello everyone, it's episode 7 of FPL Black Box. How are we all doing? The international break is nearly over and we've got a bit of a treat for you because you might notice we've got the man, the myth, the legend himself, it's Granville, in the house. And I have to say, it's very weird me introducing you Granville and you of course Mark because back in the day you were both introducing me when it's, I my first it's like role reversal isn't it I oh, know it's weird how yeah, are you both yeah good Actually. evening good evening I, I'm Mark welcome to Black Box episode 7 and yes we're joined by Granville um, Granville it's been I think we found out recently it's been 10 years since we appeared together yeah. um, on that first episode of the Scoutcast Welcome, welcome to Blackboard. Have you been nice. watching what me and Az have been up to? Yeah, I have, have actually. Thanks for the introduction, Az. Um, I, says to, I says to Marcus, says, we're going to kick you out shortly. Yeah, I <laughs> know. It's my last traditional, show. <laughs> your traditional um, uh, Scoutcast. But uh, no, I've been, I've been all right, actually. I haven't actually been on. The last time I did a podcast was uh, the first week of last uh, last season. And it was uh, it was a famous episode, the, the record equaling... Uh, Last of the Summer Wine episode. Oh yeah, as you oh, run from the, the seat to the music. Oh, that was great. Yeah, yeah. was it? <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit embarrassed. I didn't play that one back. Sometimes you know when you when you're editing and stuff, you do you do have to play them back. And sometimes there's bits that you do cringe at. Did I really say that? That uh, no, I think that would have been a bit of a cringe moment for me. It was there, there are people. Who, <laughs> there are people of course, Granville, who won't know who you are. So I've got a clip from the very first episode of the Scout Cast that we did, the pilot episode. Um, so just to explain to the folks, myself and Granville started the Fancy Football Scout podcast 10 years ago on the, uh, 15, the, 15th, ever, the yeah, 15th of November 2010. And I think it was the first FBL podcast in existence. Like, sure. No one was doing it. I think I think there was a Yahoo Fancy Game podcast back then. Um, and we've yeah. got the, I'm going to play the intro to that first ever episode. I'm going to have to have mute our mics and then play this clip. 
just so everyone can hear how young and innocent we sounded back in the day. So I'm going to mute us and then play the clip. Hello there, and uh, welcome to the very first Fantasy Football Scout uh, podcast. Um, those of you who visited the site before are probably guessed. My name's Mark. I'm going to be the host for the podcast. What you probably don't know, though, is I'm here with uh, my co-host, Granville, who you may have seen about on the boards. You probably thought he was just a regular poster. He's not. He's actually my arch nemesis in fantasy terms. <laughs> How are you feeling, Lee? Yeah, I'm on a bit of a uh, downer after uh, Sunday. 4.30, something happened. It made me feel really horrible. Yeah, it was me getting those points from Ireland's goals. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. It... There we go. That was that was our dulcet tones from ten years ago. Even okay, I sound yeah. younger. What, what? How do you think? What's your memories of that first Scoutcast episode, Granville? I remember trying to be. I was over prepared for it in a way. So I had loads of things written down. Unlike this one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you well, did you know, have notes, yeah. After that first one, I just w- I winged it all the way through. But No, we always had notes. And if I remember, yeah. we used to write the notes, but they used to arrive about five minutes before the before the podcast. Pointless. So we'd always, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the first one, I don't, I honestly don't remember it. Um, I remember the room, but I don't, I, I can't remember those first ones. I remember us sitting at a table in the studio doing it and then i think we moved about to different parts of the studio but um no fond memories i guess but, it must uh, be crazy seeing like what it's become now when there's so many different podcasts like fantasy like when because i mean that season was was like i mean the 2008 season was the first year i played and there was probably there was easily less than a million players mm, yeah probably was there even five hundred thousand? i don't really remember but i just remember i was in a work league and i just really wanted to be one of one of the people i work with so i typed in fantasy football tips and then Scout came up, and then obviously the Scout cast started probably what a year after that was it, Mark? Or yeah, it's about a year and a half after. A year, year and a half after that, so yeah, it was the first thing I I listened to back in the day. But it kind I, of it definitely had a role in in how big everything's got now. I think that, that show. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it I mean, was... There's tons of them now. Oh they? yeah, you know, loads. You look on on Twitter, you know, some somebody else is is doing their own show, and so you know, it's great to to know that you were sort of pioneers i mean it was very amateurish what what we did but we were just like two blokes just talking like like we're in the pub just talking about mm. fancy football and, and probably no, no one had heard it before um obviously things have been professionalized since then um <laughs> as it's become more professional that's where it become less less interesting but uh, <laughs> but still you know i'm i'm happy to to uh i was happy to be part of that and i'm happy to do this you know well and, i was uh, your stand-in ground i think when i when i first started doing the scout cast was because you were kind of i think you were still massively involved but because you were doing the the politics side you were mm. kind of off and doing that so i think i got asked by joe to come in because you couldn't make an episode and then right. when you couldn't do it i was doing it more and then i kind of yeah, then you stopped. So you basically took out, took my job. Yeah, I'm basically grounded too. <laughs> and look at it now. Look. And, and and what what's also worth knowing for the for the listener as well is Granville had a bigger influence than that because I I played fantasy football twenty odd years ago out of the newspapers. Then I packed up, yeah. and then I went to join um, the Creative Assembly, which is where both uh, Granville and I work now. Um, but we I joined and. When I joined, I noticed there was a fantasy football league going on at the company and we had this forum, the internal intranet forum. And this guy called Granville was really mouthy on there, really kind of quite arrogant. And I thought, who, who is this guy? Like yeah, I know. Who is this guy? I'm, I've got to start playing fantasy football again. And I remember going over to a fellow's desk and saying, who's this Granville guy? 
And you stood up, Lee, and you said, it's me. Because Granville's name that he uses is Lee. And I knew him as Lee. I didn't know him as Granville. And so the rivalry between myself and Granville at that time actually made me create Fantasy Football Scout. It made me play Fantasy Football again. And from then on, it just set in and I created the website. And that's, you know, the rest is history. So Granville yeah. is, is the inspiration behind it. Yeah, yeah. it's all down you, you, to Granville. <laughs> when we first started, we weren't playing. I mean, I certainly wasn't playing Fantasy Premier League. I started playing uh, the Telegraph game. Do you remember? Yeah. And the first, yeah. and within the first couple of weeks, I was like eleventh or something in the world. And I, think it, I don't oh, remember that. Sick. That that has slipped my mind completely. <laughs> this, is, this is so easy. I'm going to carry on. It's like you know when you have your you have your first bets and you win. Yeah. And yeah. You, you, all of a sudden you're hooked to it. Oh, it's going to be dead easy. I throw ten or hundred quid, and then you start realizing it's yeah, not it's quite as downhill. easy as you thought. So yeah, and actually. Funny enough, my best season was my first season. So there you go. It's a good example of that, you know, beginner's luck. Or um, it's, I never hit those heights since. Um, but um, maybe it's also down to a few less players as well. well I mean, <laughs> Let's be honest about it. Um, yeah. So there's, I mean, there's so much to talk about about the podcast. I mean, for start, we, we mentioned that they were terribly organised. I mean, I blame Mark 100% for that. It's like last week when I didn't come onto the podcast. That was his fault as well. Yeah, Although he blamed yeah. you. Thank us. you. Thank you. Um, you know, we'd, we'd turn up. He wouldn't have his microphone. He wouldn't have his leads. Um, his, uh, his laptop would be on the blink or it'd be the battery had gone. And then we had the thing where the loser of the week would sit in the comfortable chair. Oh, that's Remember right. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one comfortable chair and, the, and the, the game week winner got to sit in that every time. That's good, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'd rib the other person. But how's that chair feeling? A little bit, a little bit hardened. <laughs> and then I'd rib you. I'd rib you probably weekly about your your love for Arsenal. Yeah. And um, only because um, I think the first when I first met you, you were talking about you were always talking about Arsenal in glowing terms. Mm. And uh, and you tip him almost every year for the league. Yeah. And they were at the stage where they were playing some nice football, but um, never really cut it. You know, never really. They never really had the gift of winning um, enough games, and uh, you just admire them. I think because I don't know, I, I, I don't know why, but I remember giving you a gift at because uh, we had the um, we had some po- uh, Christmas podcasts where we swapped gifts. Yeah, and uh, one of them I gave you an Arsenal mug. Yeah, and I think you gave me back some clean sheets. I gave you. Well, I gave sheets you- Gave you a yeah. Well, actually, I remember the best Christmas present I bought you was inadvertently. Um, you were beating me one season, and I thought, um, you know, he's not used to such great heights. So I bought you a yeah. DVD of Vertigo, thinking you'd yeah. laugh about it. When I, when you unwrapped it, you said, "That's my favourite film," and you were serious. <laughs> so the whole gift backfired. I was like, "You're meant to be pissed off," and actually, you were actually quite pleased with that present because you didn't have well, it on DVD. It, it, yeah. Well, I think I did have it on DVD, but it was just. Um... Yeah, it was just amazing because it is genuinely my favourite film. Completely backfired. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, it did backfire. But I bought you in that year. I think I bought you um, the Ten Commandments with yeah. um, with uh, Victor Moses climbing, climbing Mount Sinai. Victor Moses, there's a blast. Victor Moses, uh, you know, Victor Moses was one of your. I mean, you have several uh, players who you kind of went weak at the knees at, and he was mm-hmm. one of them. And uh, I think. Um, What's his name for Portsmouth? Uh, I can't remember. There's Neil. Ta- there's Taylor. Matt Taylor. Taylor. Matt, Matt Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Um, there was quite a few. Uh, you had Stephen Ireland was one of them. Yeah. And he came up. He's before. mentioned in that in that first. I podcast. think because yeah, I think it was the. I think it might have been the first. Well, it would have been the second year we played. I think second or third year. And uh, yeah, you were racking up the points to Stephen Ireland, and I just wouldn't get him. I think I just didn't. I don't know. I just didn't like him. 
And um, I remember once being in a, it was like a shop somewhere. And um, I was, it was on a Saturday afternoon and the games were playing. And I went to the shop and the get, and the, 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 there was a game playing in the background. It was a City game. And whilst I was in there, Stephen Ireland scored and I went. <laughs> <laughs> it still um, happens it, now, doesn't it? Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Well, it does, it does. So it's, um, yeah, plenty of it. And then on the podcast, we had Fancy Island Risks, where yeah. we had, uh, I don't know if they still do it now, but basically you take a, a sort of a differential and you and you take him to a fancy island. It's a bit dodgy, really, isn't it, when you think about it's it? Taking, taking, you know, a player mm. to, a, to a fancy island on your own. But anyway. Depends on it um, is. Yeah, yeah. And I remember once bringing... Um, uh, Lee Bowyer and David Batty, so I could see them fighting. You'd never, you'd never have them on an island, would you? No, now, but it was just to see them, the entertainment to see them fight on the beach because they just had a scrap on the. They were teammates, weren't they? And they just had a scrap on the field. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, it was Bowyer and Kieran Dyer. The full, yeah. the full John oh, was it Dyer or was, was it? Oh, I thought it was Batty. No, it was I thought it was Batty. It was Dyer, was it? Okay. And the oh, machine, there, there was a machine guy. Who came on every now and then? Well, well he he was um, he was the guy who came up with rate my team, which is still going now. Um, so oh, that yeah. was that was formed there. Should we bring yeah. it up to date anyway? Should we bring it up to FPL because you're having a blinding season, which is why you're on as well. Because look at the uh, ranks there; it's the first six figure rank on the history of black box. As <laughs> look, in the wonder he wants to come on. Yeah. Well, well, I had a five figure rank last week. Did you? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, well, and you that's go. why you know I was really disappointed that you didn't get get me on. I mean, I think it's because you're a bit. I don't, maybe you didn't want me to come on because I had a higher rank than yeah, you. Yeah, that's so it. You, so you invited Luke instead. Sorry, Luke. I mean, I mean well, yeah. to, I've actually been trolling Luke a bit. I think he got he got a bit annoyed with it. We'll get Luke point. on every week. If that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry. But yeah, it's just how it goes. Um, I don't know. I think what is it this about this season? I mean, I think you know. What further proof do you need that it's all about luck? Before <laughs> we talk about top... your rank, though, Graham, can we please talk about your transfers? Because yeah, your well, transfers let's, last week Let's were... bring them up. Let's bring them up here. Absolutely it? fantastic. Game week four transfers. This is this is history in the making. I mean, this is the Granville I know and love, isn't it? What, what, <laughs> no, what never, Kins I've... out? What Kins out and Rodriguez out for Jimenez and Suchet, which on paper looks <laughs> all right, but you wouldn't get rid of what, with Rodriguez, would you? And Watkins, you gave him what? Rodriguez, you gave him Two one weeks. game week. One yeah, right. game week. Tell us, come right. on, justify You've got me on here to explain this. Yeah, go on. Yeah. I will do. I will do. Okay, so the aim of last week was to get Jimenez in. And I just yeah. felt that I had to get him in because Fulham were dire, you know, shipping in goals. And um, I just felt, well, a lot of other people have got him in. I, I, I just felt that I needed to get him in. So how do you get him in? And the you know, Watkins have come off uh, two games with no goal. Um, he played against Fulham, probably the worst defence of the league, and, and didn't look good. He looked quite weak, actually, on the ball. Sorry, you, didn't, you don't do that. Because wow, all, I don't agree all, with that. This is all in on. hindsight. Right, OK, without hindsight, tell me what I should have done to get um, Jimenez in, because the only options were... I, I had to release somebody from my midfield somewhere, and the only other options were losing De Bruyne, which I wouldn't have done. Um, Fernandes, I mean, you may argue that you could have got rid of him, but we know about penalties this, this season. Um, Salah, I'm not going to lose him. So well, those are the only options, really. My question than... would be, why were you so set on Jimenez? Yeah, well, that's a good, you know, it's, it's, it's a good question. Why was I? <laughs> but, I um, mean, there's one thing getting Jimenez, like I can understand it, but if your only option is selling James Rodriguez in the form he's in, surely that... Yeah, that's well, a that crazy one. Okay. can't have felt good. No. Okay, right. Bear in mind that I had three Everton players already, okay? 
And if we talk about coverage, there is coverage there with Calvert Lewin. As hates that word. Okay, all right. And 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 the other thing, he'd actually come off a blank as well. As had one one blank. One blank. Listen, people were talking on the site about, uh, oh, he's only going to be good at assisting the assistant. Yeah, actually, you, in you that sh- game, he, he, he did do a little bit of that. So I just felt that I needed to get Jimenez, and he was the only option. The other option, I guess, was Alexander-Arnold. But, you know, he's so attacking. It, it, a lot of this has been said in hindsight. You know, we know what happened to Liverpool. We know what happened to United. Those were extraordinary results. And, um, yeah, I, I, listen, I, 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 made, I, I made a rick. But, um, I mean, I've been doing the um, the Ross with the Smooths on Scoutcast for like three years now, and I, I, I honestly, I don't think I've ever seen one as bad as that. I, I mean, don't think I, I don't think in all the years I played. No, I'm pretty sure I haven't had anything. What, what like... was the point swing, Granville? How many points? Thirty six. Thirty six. <laughs> I mean, do you think you know? I'm, I'm at the top now. The, the <laughs> con- actually, I'm second the Contributors League. I'm, I'm second by one point, which is disappointing coming on this and only being second. But um, no. <laughs> Um, had I been, you know, had I not made those, you know, I'd be absolutely flying. But uh, so I, I said to, I said to someone the other day, I says like, you know, I would have been, I would have been uh, on a breakaway rather than being back in the peloton again. Mm. So, so I mean, yeah, I, it's, it, it, it's one of them things. I don't understand why it wasn't plainly obvious that Watkins was going to get a hat trick and a seven-two victory yeah, over Liverpool. I mean, on, how did you not see that happen? Just... And everyone was saying it on the side, you know, on the fancy football sc- yeah. side. That's what we do it. on Black Box. We 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 know with hindsight that Watkins got a hat trick, so we know it was a bad move. So, <laughs> see, about but Britain... what do you, I mean, what do you make of that? I, I, see, I do believe when I did see that game against Holland, it just mm. didn't didn't look at it. I think there's a lot of games this season. I know we're going to talk about you know what's happened this season because it's absolutely mad. Is that these big scorers this week uh, over this season have, have have come against you know really you, know, you didn't expect you didn't expect United to sit, ship six in a game Liverpool to ship seven in a game and City to ship five and all those caught us on the hop um, but I think it was a, it was a lot of us just naive defending it wasn't they just weren't normal games so. I'm not sure if Watkins is going to continue scoring hat tricks every week of course but, not um, no. but, but but whether he's going to be in a team which, uh, I mean, Villa haven't been that creative. Let's be honest, before that game, they weren't... I mean, I know they beat um, Fulham quite comfortably, but I think they were playing Fulham. I don't know. It's really hard to read this season. We've only had four game weeks and um, so much has happened. Well, this is, I mean, this is the thing. The point we've been making in previous weeks is um, it's such a crazy season. And we look back at the data last week uh, behind it and it... You know, the, the XG data suggests it can't continue. And I think the point I made last week is that we're, with so much uncertainty, it's no re- no wonder we've seen wildcards in week, game weeks two, three and four struggle. Um, and so, you know, people who play their wildcard now between four and five, maybe they'll suffer as well. But I, I kind of hope not. I kind of hope we get some normality in that, you know, a team that you'd pick from scratch now would do well in game week five. But I guess we're going to find out. But up until now... We haven't been able to do it. Um, so it's really made me petrified about playing the wild card, even though I well, haven't had a brilliant start. Well, I started game week two. It's the earliest I've played it. And I played it because I'd made mistakes in game week one. Mm. I picked a side where half my, I only had nine out in the first week um, because I'd picked players which um, I was stupid to leave in. I didn't, to, to be fair, I didn't really give myself much time to, to change it. I didn't really... I didn't really follow the football that much at the um, beginning of the season. So it was just very, very quick. Mm. And I put in, I mean, I had Pulisic in there, had Gordon, 
Um, and Everton, for mm. some reason, I thought he was going to... Because he was played at the end of last season, wasn't he? Yeah, so no, thought, we talked you know, about him pre-season, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I, I sort of missed that one. Um, I And then I was thinking, well, I need a four million defender who I'm going to get. And I got, I thought, well, it probably won't play, but I'll just get Braithwaite. And there was a, you know, it was obviously a better option. So I looked at it and I just thought, I don't like what I'm looking at here. I'm just going to play the wild card. I was thinking, well, I'm going to play. I, I quite often played in game week three. I just thought, why am I waiting? I'll just do it now. And actually, it's, it's paid dividends because I got in players that I needed to get in. There was enough data, believe it or not, in game week one to see what was <laughs> happening. And that was actually proven over the next two, uh, couple of game weeks. Mm. So, uh, it, it, you know, I, I, I think it's really difficult to read this season. And, yeah, of and course. It, and I don't think it's any surprise, actually. And I'm surprised that people are surprised that it's so, that um, it's, it's different to any other season because we've no pre season. I mean, people have got there's worry. People got worries about things that are greater than football. Um, players included. Players picking up COVID. No fans. It feels a little bit like kind of play the um, pick the players that you kind of want and not worry as much as we might have done previously about the fixtures. Because uh, I I put that in kind of an article I, I did last week. And you know, when you look at someone like Pulisic, I mean, you know, United away next week you might think oh maybe I can hold off on that transfer until after that but really I'm thinking well if Chelsea are going to go at them and like Spurs did there's no reason mm. why why to wait and there's no I don't think there's any I mean Liverpool and City to me were always they were so far above everyone else mm. the last few seasons it was kind of like well if, if a player's playing one of those two then oh that's a bit worrying but now it's like play them captain them like Calvert-Lewin's mm. a captain option against Liverpool, I, I mean, it's absolutely crazy. Never would have thought that a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's interesting because, I mean, I'm a, a fixtures over form guy normally. Um, and, we, and we're going to start. I mean, let, let's look at the next six fixtures because that's that's what we're doing. We're looking forward in this, this um, episode of Black Box. We look back in the last one. So, I mean, I, what I've got here is the fixture ticker for the next six. And what you're saying there, Baz, is, you know, how much stock should we put in these fixtures given what we've seen so far? Yeah, and it's it's... It's crazy. I mean, I, I, you know, it's always been my thing where you know fixtures breeds forms. If you've got a player who you know mm. is quality improving, they've got a good run of games. You think, well, I'm going to bring them in, hope they hit form, and and, and tap into it. But now, I don't. I just don't. Re- I don't know. I don't know if it's as important as it isn't. I mean, obviously, it's early in the season, but teams just look more vulnerable in general. So if I'm if I'm looking at form statistics and I'm looking at fixture statistics, I'm much more likely to back the form player now than someone who, mm. who's got good fixtures than I would have been previously. But that's that's the kind of way I'm looking at it. I think the, the exception for me um, probably is with West Brom, Fulham and Burnley. I think Burnley typically have been solid, but they've had an awful transfer window. They're conceding goals all over the place. I, I wonder how long Dyche has got there. I mean, Joe said it quite well on the Scoutcast um, the other day. He said they looked to him like Bournemouth did, like just out of ideas, mm. dumb, like... You know, they just look kind of destined to go down. Yeah. And you look at Fulham and you look at West Brom and the players they've got, and you think, okay, these kind of are the, the whipping boys, if you like to call them. But everyone else, I, like West Ham, I mean, what are West Ham doing? Why are they winning games like 4 0? I thought they were going to have no points at this, at this stage of the season. And, they're, and now they're playing Spurs, and actually, I think they could get something out of that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you say about form, but what, that's difficult as well because you, you had the situation where Leicester went to Man City and turned them mm. over, and then they played West Ham at home and got turned over by West Ham. So it's, easy, it's not easy to read form either yet, is it? Yeah. Mm. And you think that it's, um, there's quite a few teams, it's not just West Ham, Villa, Brighton. 
Uh, Leeds, they've all they've all kind of got new teams or they're new to the league, and they they provided a freshness to these games. Um, I mean, as I say, there's this underlying thing where where it's just an unusual season, and you're just going to get unusual results. But um, and yeah, can you look at fixtures? Can you look at form? It's the same. I think it's the same problem actually. I think uh, I fell for the fixtures because Wolves were playing Fulham, and I thought I needed Jimenez, um, but they really. They were really poor, actually. Wolves. They didn't. Um, they didn't look like they really they were ever going to mm. score more than one goal. Um, so, and and yet, I mean, Wolves had some decent form against um, against City. They looked quite good against City, but then the next two games, they've just been they're quite dire. They just look like a, a new a sort of team that's trying to yeah. gel. There's so many new players. Mm. It's a bit like Chelsea. So many new players. So many new toys for the manager to play with that he's not sure which is his. Uh, know his first team yet well the thing is i think doherty and, and uh, johnny were so key to the way they set mm. up and the way they played when they lost those two players i did worry about it and and it it didn't look a problem at sheffield united and when they played city they really were looked quality so i, I wasn't worried about it and then then like next to they've really struggled i mean they're they're fixtures to come you got him and his in for a reason and so did i they, they've still got yeah, yeah leads away then, and leads. Yeah. Yeah. yeah newcastle crystal palace after that at home so the next three game weeks are really strong um but then i mean let's look at the ticker on top of the pile there and this is for you know this is for attack this is basically rated on the on the probability of getting goals against their opponents. Crystal Three Palace are top. Teams at the top. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got Crystal Palace at the top, West Brom and Fulham, then United. So arguably, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say Palace are in a bad state. And I think we're going to look at them in a minute and a couple of players in particular. But West Attack Brom and Fulham. Attack-wise, would you back Fulham to score well, many goals? This is it. They're about, is no, it? you're not going to see anything from Fulham. West Brom, I mean, you've got Pereira. Do you look at that and think, well, that, that's his ticket to stay in your team? Well, I look at Pereira and I think, yeah, the fixtures are quite good. He's done okay for me so far. You know, 10 points against Everton, an assist against Chelsea. Like He's he's done enough for a six mid, million midfielder. But then you look at, you know, some of the stats about their expected goals and just how poorly West Brom have been so far. And you think, okay, he's the main man, but main man of what? A seemingly yeah. doomed and relegated side. So it, it is a bit of a concern, but... I think any team, if you are looking at fixtures, I think any team with Burnley and Fulham in two of the next three uh, isn't isn't a bad mm. option because th- I do think that, that those those two teams are are going to be comfortably beaten by a lot. Of, I just I don't see just don't see much fight. Yeah, be interesting to what Loftus Cheek does uh, at Fulham. Yeah, um, and I like the odd no, Lookman looked good as well when he came on at Wolves. I think he's a player that could do bits. I mean, he, I think he's five million, so he. he could be an option, but it's going to take a lot for us to look at the Fulham attack or the West Brom attack. I mean, West Brom look like they're going to get Grant from Huddersfield, who's been in the Premier League before, looked all right. He could yeah. he could do something. Um, but, I mean, Palace is the team that I want to talk about. Let's look at the defence as well, because Palace are top of that. I mean, they've got Brighton, Fulham, Wolves, Leeds, Burnley and Newcastle in the next six. So they're top of both the attacking tickers and the defensive tickers. So they're tipped to, you know, score some goals and keep some clean sheets. Clean sheets, remember those? Um, and I, I mean, the two players that I want to talk about are Wilfred Zaha and Patrick Van Arnold. Now, I heard you talk about Van Arnold in last night's scoutcast as because he was um, Joe's um, differential. Fantasy Island risk. Yeah, Island and, yeah, he's fantasy Island risk. And, yeah. and he's a player which I always look at every season 
when they have easier opponents. And we're going to look at some data in a minute, which 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 proves that basically. Um, I mean, let's first of all look at Palace's team data, though, because before we get carried away by Palace as a prospect, look at this. I mean, Crystal Palace, in terms of their minutes per big chance, minutes per chance, and minutes per XG, they're right down the bottom. I mean, 18th for minutes per XG, 18th for minutes per chance, and minutes per big chance, they're 15th. So you know, their they attack, are. yeah. That's not what they're about, is it? They they frustrate teams. They make it hard. They they sometimes get beaten quite comfortably, but a lot of the time they they win one nil or get a, get a good draw even against the top side. So I don't think it's that surprising. Uh, what is surprising? Their defence, though. Look, minutes per XG conceded. They're sixteenth for that. Mm. They're fifteenth for minutes per big chance conceded, and they're fifteenth for minutes per chance. So their defence hasn't looked good I'm either. Boys. Mm. Well, I mean. That's the thing. But they do have these two players, Van Arnold and Wilfred Zaha. And as I said, I always look at Van Arnold when the fixtures are good. And I wanted to look back at the data to see whether there was anything in that. And there was. I mean, if you look at it last season versus the big seven, so that's the big six plus Leicester. I included Leicester in there, given that they you know, they, they won the title and they're, they're figuring in the top four. Um, when you look at that, Clean sheets, didn't keep a clean sheet against the big seven, but they kept eight against the rest of the teams. Goals about even. One against the big seven, two versus the rest. One assist against the big seven, one versus the rest. But look at this, minutes per goal involvement, um, you know, was 100% better. 977 minutes per goal involvement against the big seven, 353 versus the rest. Mm. But look at the points as well. Points per game, Van Arnold averages five points per game versus the rest and only two points per game versus the big seven. He, you know, it's clear from that that when there are good fixtures, Van Arnold is a player to look at. Um, and, you know, he, he, I think he could do things. I think that – and you talked about him on the Scoutcast and you, you didn't think he was going to be on penalties or free kicks. I think he will be. I think there's a chance. Do you not see that as? Well, yeah. he's got got IU and Zaha. Zaha's taken one already this season. He and IU was yeah. taking them last year, I believe. But I think Van Arnold took a penalty when Zaha was on the pitch last season. Um, and he can take free kicks as well. So I think there might be something in it. But what about you, Grav? Are you a PVA fan? Um, yeah, when I'm putting up wallpapers. Um, <laughs> That's about it. But, um, I, 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 uh, well, he hasn't played, played a minute yet, has he, this season? Not yet, no. but he is officially back. He right, is, okay. According so to you talk, So you're talking about <laughs> lumping on a player who hasn't played a game yet, um, coming in, starting immediately. I no. don't know. I think it, For it, a team it, 16th it, from the expected goal. It seems like a, a little bit of a risk, that Mark. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lump on it. But the thing is, Palace's fixtures aren't just good for the next six. They're actually... Cheap, 5.4. He's 5.4. It's that point yeah. one. That's what's tracking you, isn't it? That point, that point one that he's dropped, you're thinking, ooh, there's some value there. No, um, it's he not. He was 5.5. Everyone else has got him for 5.5. The... The 0.1, it's got 0.1% ownership. No, it's not. It's more, it's more that I know every year he does well against. When the opposition are weaker, he does well. And they've got good fixtures up to about game week 13. So I wouldn't get him yet. No, Is he sure to play, though? Is he sure to start? Well, that's it. We don't know. We don't know. Um, I can't believe I've listened to Joe last night going on about Van Anholt. I think, oh, thank God I'm not going to listen to him going no, on again. And now we him. are, on Wednesday, Van Anholt again. No. We put a stop to that. I, I agree with you. Uh, right, fine. 100%. Fine, you're not buying him. Talk, let's talk about Zaha. Yeah, let's go about Zaha. Now, he's not... I thought he would be a flat trap bully as well, but he's not points per game, three against the big seven, three versus the rest, and minutes per XGI, exactly the same. So basically, you know, he doesn't perform better against weak opposition based on last season. who he does perform well against. Go on. Brighton. If yes. you've got Zaha in yes. your team, 
captain him this week against Brighton <laughs> because he always finds a way to score. And look at this Every as well. Right, this is Zaha's improvement. This, this is his stats this season compared to last. Now, he's playing up front, of course, and that's the big thing. Is he going to carry on playing up mm. front? Because if he does, this suggests that he could do well over this period. Like his minutes per shot from, compared to last season, down to 36 from 54. Minutes per chance created down from 72 from 91. Basically, everything is up on, on, last, on last season. So he's improved in all areas. Um, goal involvement, he's been involved in 60% of their goals so far. While he's up front, I think Zaha could be a prospect. Did but you ha- see, did, there's still Percy mentions it in the chat. Did you see Zaha? You know, remember someone messaged um, St. Maximan a few weeks ago and said, should yeah. I put you in my fantasy team? And he was like, yes. Someone messaged Zaha. I was like, should I put I know. you in my team? And Zaha went, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's that about? What's that about? I know, I couldn't believe that either. I was like... Is that because he can't be asked to answer it? I, I, I just didn't get that at all. He strikes me as the exact type of person that would want people to put him in the fantasy team. Yeah. He's got that kind of swagger, that arrogance to him. I and, love that. And the thing is, just as that like charmed me into having Sam Maximil at the start of the season, yeah. that actually puts <laughs> me off Zaha now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about well, Zaha, you know, Granville? At 7.2, there's, 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 there's quite a few players in that mid-price, dare I say it, um, uh, Rodriguez, but there's Grealish. You got what's he seven seven, he's seven one now seven one seven one. Um, there's 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 so many options, and just because he's playing up front doesn't mean he's going to get many more points. I think I also look back at Palace's fixtures. Um, you know, we've only had four games. Don't forget, we played they played against the United side, which um, which hadn't you know just come off the beach, um, just didn't look ready to even start the season. Um, what was the second game? Oh, against Everton, where, yeah, I guess they were a bit unlucky, actually, against Everton. They played well in that first half. Um, and then what was the, the... And then they got murdered to um, Chelsea. So there is no there is no great form coming into this game. Um, we're not looking at, you know, if you say we don't, we don't really care about form this year. We're only looking at teams that they played last season. Well... I don't know. I just think everything is so up in the air at the minute. Last season doesn't make any difference to any. Yeah, uh, it has no relevance. Sorry to this season, um, and yeah, I think that's more. It's it's that's that's just something that you've got in your mind. Has that he's the? I bet he hasn't. I bet he hasn't got a, as good a um, record against Brighton as he has against some other teams. It's just. Is it not because they're your team and you always think that he scores against you? Maybe. I think he does. I think it was in one of those. Um... Things I saw online, which is like who's the, the biggest like goal scorer against your club, and I think the Zaha yeah. does feature in it. He's, I mean, I I hate Zaha. I hate him for that reason that he always goes in flying. But I also hate him as an FPL option because he's one of those players who's like the exact opposite of what I want in my team. And he's exactly I'm, when I slated Willian a few years ago, it was because he's obviously a good player, obviously a talented player, but just never actually does that well, like it mm. FPL wise. I mean. Zaha's like best points tally ever was 143 in 2018-19. Got 10 goals and 11 assists. Okay, that's a that's a decent return. He hasn't hit 10 goals in any other season. He's been in the Premier League. Last season no. he got four goals. But he's going to beat that. I mean, these this data here shows that he's got of every chance of beating that. He's going to hit. Yeah. I think if he stays yeah. up front, it's double figures definitely. Yeah, yeah, but one he has more goal it. to draw with with four. For, but I just I just don't trust him at all. I mean, how many games has he played there? 33, 32, 29, uh, 40, 25. 
So he's not ever present. That's the problem. That's another problem with it. Yeah. You, he's going to pick up an injury. Well, he has done over the last five years at some point. So you're not going to get um, you're not going to get 38 games out of him. So going um, back to the fixtures, then no Palace, and even though they're top of the ticker, they've right. got fixtures good up until 13. We don't. Find... So basically, what we're saying is this: this fixture data gives us very little to go on because we're not going well, to look at Palace. Palace. We're not going to look at West Brom. We're not going to look at Fulham. We're not looking at United, are we, at the moment? I mean, this is it. I mean, we started the season planning how we were going to get Rashford, Fernandes and Martial in. Now they're not even... I mean, wildcarders aren't looking at them, are they? But United, United's a funny one because they're high on the ticker. But, I mean, Newcastle away isn't that easy. They can frustrate. Mm. And then Chelsea, Arsenal, Everton. I don't particularly like United no. in, any of those, in any of those three games. Obviously, then West Brom away. But then Southampton have been, you know, looking a bit, looking a bit better. It depends... I think the, the Chelsea game is going to be interesting to Southampton because it will see if they can actually defend against a, a side that likes to play with a bit of pace rather than getting clean sheets against you know, Burnley and looking half decent against West Brom. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how they do against Chelsea. But you know, right up until game week nine, I'm not really loving those those. No, and I think it. I think it's the Newcastle and the West Brom fixtures because they're. I mean, certainly the West Brom. Anyone who's got West Brom and Fulham. Are high up in the ticker there because of yeah, up, yeah for obvious reasons. Now, if you look below that, we've got Everton who we're already invested in. But let's let's talk about Spurs because that's a team that everyone's going mad about at the moment. Wild cards are being played to capitalise on Spurs's goal scoring form, and their next four is undeniable: West Ham, Burnley, Brighton, and West Brom. Um, Granville, are you looking at Spurs? I mean, your wild card's gone, so you can't do that. What are you doing about Spurs? Well, uh, you have to look at Son, but uh, because he's been consistent over the last three seasons. But you look at this season and the scores that he's got. He's got two, he's had two massive games and Kane. He just had two games which have been kind of wild west. It's just been crazy games. Wild where, west, where, where they've been able to get in behind them and um, and unload. I mean, it's and and the thing is, they've scored off almost every chance as well. Yeah. Although at United, they did some did miss one, but um, it, it's just. United were just incredibly naive. Again, they're just not ready for the season. And you saw that against Brighton as well. And then the game against Southampton was just strange. I mean, Southampton left all that, those gaps at the back. And, they, and Son is, is absolutely lightning. And he's so good on the ball as well. And, and to be able to run at that speed and control the ball, take, you know, take some doing. I think he's a fantastic player. Um, and strange that Kane is offering the assists as well. Mm. I think it's it's just it's just a really odd season. Um, I think when you look at Spurs' fixtures, the next three, the next four look good, but we saw them when they played Newcastle and they were frustrated, weren't they? Well, I mean, they, they they hit the bar a couple of times. I mean, they were unlucky, perhaps, to get. I mean, they certainly were unlucky the way they got their equaliser in Newcastle. But yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, the Southampton game, the first half, they didn't convince me at all. Southampton could have you know put the game to bed first half, mm. and they didn't. So. I, and also, I, I mean, I love Harry Kane. Right? I know what it's like to own Harry Kane. And I know Harry Kane is the kind of player where you look at the fixtures and you think, well, there's big returns coming. And he and he never delivers, or very rarely delivers when the fixture says he should or hasn't done in the past for me. It's very hard to predict his return. So I worry about, you know, banking on Kane because um, for that very reason. I mean, as you spoke on the Scoutcast very eloquently about this, and I sadly I agreed with everything you said, which was frustrating. <laughs> uh, but you you think those two outliers, those two matches against United's Fountain are key, aren't you? And and rare, I think, for you to agree with me so so passionately. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I'm like I said, listen. I'm 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 not saying that Son and Kane are bad options, but like they're not like. I think that, you know, if you've got them in your team, you can be happy with them. I'm not saying 
sell them. I'm saying if you're on a wild card, then you probably want to go with one of them because they're the informed players with good fixtures. Absolutely nothing against getting in Spurs players. But when you hear words like essential, and I've seen it a few times on the chat already, and like people kind of ripping up whole teams to bring in Spurs players and like wild cards being played to bring in Son and, and Kane, I'm just thinking, let's just all chill out a little bit. Like they... You know, they were awful against Everton in that first game. They've got problems. I still think they've got problems in defence, big problems with Doherty and Aurier and their centre-backs and um, Regulion, OK, I don't know if that's him, right? so I just went for it. Yeah, it's a good yeah, try. I mean, he's, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's there. Like, it looks great going forward, but is that going to leave them more suspect at the back? So defensively, nightmare. I wonder about their creativity. Like, you know, they haven't got Eriksen anymore. They've got Lo Celso who's playing. They've got Kane dropping back deep. That is about it. I mean, they're having to literally... I, I don't know. I can see them having to create their own chance a lot more until Bale's back in the team that's, or in the team. That's the thing when they, play, when they have to create their own chances rather than just playing on the break. They're, yeah. not, the same, they're not the same side. Yeah, so you, so you see those games, West Ham, Burnley, uh, Brighton, they're going to be they're going to exactly. be the team who, who are going to be asked to do the attacking. Exactly. And they'll, they'll, this won't be... I just don't think they'll be as effective. This, I think they'll probably still win two out of the three of those. Um, but I don't think they'll be as an effective attack. I don't think they're going to score masses of goals. Do I think Kane and Son are going to score 18 points a game in all of those games? Absolutely not. I, I think, you know, I'm seeing people with the double up on, on, on Son and Kane. It's a lot of money to mm. be putting into those two players. I know the fixtures are good, but I don't know. I think West Ham is a really tough game for them. It's going to be interesting to see, if, you know, if they come through that game, the 3 or 4 nil win, then I think it could change oh, yeah, absolutely. my mind. Yeah. But, to well, this point, I'm not I'm not freaking out too much because they have had two amazing games in in four. When we talk yeah. about Spurs, we're talking about Son and Kane. But look at this: this is the uh, expected goal in- involvement over performance. So effectively, this is the top ten players who have so far overperformed for goal involvements, um, and the top two players who have overperformed for goal involvements are Son and Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, Son's been involved in seven goals. Um, and that is 4.39 more than the expected data believes he should be. Um, Kane involved in nine, and it's 4.22. So if you put any stock in expected goal data or expected goal involvement data and you look at the deltas and you go, OK, tell me who are the most overperforming players, it says Sun and Kane. And to be fair, when you look down this list, you would look at it and go, well, Calvert-Lewin, yeah, he's overperformed. Castagna, yeah, he's not going to keep it up. Rodriguez, is he going to keep up the points and goal output he's got? Probably not. Bamford certainly isn't. Costa isn't. Begin isn't. Hey. So, yeah, but it's true. <laughs> so, so you would look at all these players and you would go, well, none of them are going to keep it up. So why do we look at Sun and Kane and think that? We don't, do we? We can't, surely. You can't say it's one rule for the rest and then, but Sun and Kane, they're definitely going to maintain but it. But you think that they scored six, was it six against, uh, six against United? How many was it against um, Southampton? Was it six as well? Yeah, it was five. Plenty of goals, five. Yeah, okay, five. so you're not going to. I mean, how many times a team going to win no, five sure. and six? City will do it probably two or three, three or four times a season, maybe. Spurs probably. I don't know if you look back at the previous seasons. How many times have they hit that many goals? I think it's just an unusual season. It, it, would, it would it would completely change my perception of a Mourinho team if if yeah. Spurs yeah. continue hitting four or five goals a game. That's that's True. not what I associate with Mourinho. But this is think... what this is what puzzles me as well because we before we start the season we looked at their fixtures and go they've got too many games and it's a Mourinho team and even Spurs fans were like going no I'm not picking any Spurs players and yet those two games I think have played a big part in changing people's opinions. <laughs> mm. um, I started the season with Kane. I sold him 
at game week two. Did you? <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's another one which we haven't mentioned. I lost 22 points. It, fortunately, in that game week two, I did pretty well, so I forgot about the uh, 22 points. But it was, a, you know, it, you just don't... You just don't know from 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 game week to game week. It doesn't seem form is going out the window. Mm. Um, how do you think that um, Gareth Bale's arrival is going to affect Spurs, though? Well, well, how, I'll, I'll let Az talk about Gareth Bale. As 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 gets excited at this point, go on, Az. I do. I, I I'm really excited. I'm really excited for Bale. I think he he is going to chip away at the points of of Kane and, and Son because I think it's like adding in. It's just. I mean, at the moment, what is Lucas Moura? I mean, how many how many points does he get? He's so reliant on Kane and Son getting them, and with Bell coming in, if he can stay fit, it's going to mean that those points are shared more across those three. But he just he's going to bring a whole new. This is the thing with Spurs is that I do think Bale is going to bring a whole new dimension to to the way Spurs play, and it's going to be so interesting to see what what he's like now because I haven't seen him play properly probably since that Champions League final. You know, and if he can, if he can capture any of that kind of, I mean, I, I, he can't have lost. I don't think he, he he would have lost his ability. He's still going to be fast. He's still going to mm. make things happen. He's still going to create. He's going to take set pieces, um, and he's not going to have lost his ability to score from those. Yeah, well. but so, is he is he going to take a clattering and turn up next week? Well, that's that is the that is the big worry. I'm not doubting his ability to get points for any fantasy teams or score goals, but it's if you've got him in your team. You're going to be worried every week. He picks up a knock in training. Uh, you know the fear is that he won't start the next one. But I, I think if he's in the team, I think it it makes Son and Kane. I, I think it makes them worse options because I think that he's going to be hoovering up some of their points. It makes Spurs better, but it, I think it makes them less attractive. Yeah, so that, that's the other thing we we don't. I mean, when you're when you're ripping up your team for Son and Kane, you don't know what's going to happen when Bale comes in either. So that. I, that's why I'm, I'm more cautious about Spurs than it seems other people are. I mean, having said that, you know, De Bruyne's injury, if we, I'm going to fast forward to the Matrix, the captain Matrix, you look at this, and Sun versus West Ham or Kane versus West Ham, definitely a captain candidate this week because because of you know, De Bruyne's potential missing the Arsenal game. And you look ahead to the captains as well. And actually, when you look at City assets, assets versus Spurs, you're more likely to captain... You know, Spurs players than you are City players going forward. You know, Son and Kane at Burnley, for example, and mm. um, then at home to Brighton, you'd consider them captaincy. Um, so, you know, in the short term, they would be good captains. So it's difficult to deny the fact that in the short term, it's worth dipping in for one of them. <coughs> so taking a hit and getting Son and Kane, maybe, certainly a free transfer, yes, but I don't know if I would do more than that and play a wild card to get them in. And I, and I think a lot of people have played the wild card looking at Spurs and going, yeah, this is the time to get on. And they could be right. But the trouble is, banking on anything this season is so difficult. Mm. I think it makes it... I mean, if De Bruyne is out, um, I mean, the first thing I'll look at is Sterling. That's the first thing i look at, because I do always want a City player in my side. Um, but then the attraction of going for someone like Son and, and banking the rest of the money and spending it elsewhere... Is you know, and, and Son is is outscoring Sterling by a long mm. way this season. I don't know what it is with Sterling. The other problem with City is that they um, they haven't got a striker, so the mm. bank the banking. And I'm sure you can, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But at the minute, the banking on you banking on Sterling scoring from the the false nine Where position. Where is back in training though? He is yeah. imminent. Okay, we'll see that. But but the issue again, and we've just been talking about in, you know players who are injury prone. Mm. Gareth Bale. You talk about Aguero in in uh, that same 
sentence. Um, we just don't know. And uh, in fact, we didn't know. We thought he was going to start the season. Then from nowhere, he's out again for, for mm. four or five weeks. So it's not, um, I'm not sure what his stats are coming back from injury or just starting the season. But I don't, It's quite I, interesting I, when um, in the Spurs documentary, Mourinho was talking about um, players who are out of contract at the end of the season or, or the contracts that are running down. And he says those players aren't aren't the same because right. they don't want to pick up an injury. They there's a bit less like going in to try and win tackles or to win balls and that kind of thing. So I, I do what I do wonder a bit about Aguero because if Pep senses that he isn't putting himself on the line as much as maybe he's used to, or if he is worried about picking up an injury or that kind of thing, I I, I do wonder what his minutes are gonna be like. And then you think you know, Jesus is the kind of successor to Aguero. So is Pep going to want someone playing every minute of every match who isn't committed? In, well, I mean, committed is the wrong word, but you know what I mean? Like, it didn't matter because the last few seasons he's been, you know, he chops and changes. He's bit, mm. Both the forwards are always, well, Aguero has always been open to rotation. It it hasn't mattered that much to his points output um, because City scores so many goals. Um, and so at times he has gone with, with Jesus, but uh, I think by now Pep has realised that his number one striker is Aguero. And in the big games, he sh- you know, he should be playing Aguero. But um, I, I think there's but, something in what Az says, though, but I think Aguero's got like one contract left in him, one big contract left in him, and, and that might play on his mind. I think that was, in, it was an intro- interesting insight for Marino. Mm, and, mm. and Jesus is you know, physically at his prime. And when I watched that Wolves game, one of the things I really noted was the fact that Jesus was really giving centre-halves a clattering as well. He was really giving it back. And I just don't see Aguero doing that. You're biased, you Omar. I know. Well, I'm, I'm like useless. No, you're not, you're not that keen on Aguero. No, you had I know. Him, you had him for that Spurs game, which I still regret now when he, when he scored four goals. Oh, that was great. And I remember where I was at the time. Again, I was in Eastbourne at a wedding <laughs> and it was the morning and... Um, it was the early game. Was it? And um, it was one of the weeks that I didn't have him. I think he'd just come back from... He was either at, he was either at an international break. Or there was some reason why I didn't have him. Um, and Because I was worried about him starting, I think. And uh, he started and he scored four goals. And, uh, and I captained him, I, I think. I, yeah, I think he did. And a lot of people did, actually. You know, it, was, it was quite high ownership, so I, I was gutted. But um, with Aguero, is, um, I've always been on the Guerra every season mm. I've had him at some point and he's he's pretty much always done well for me but I think the last season or two I've been disappointed because at times when I've captained him he hasn't he hasn't returned points and um I've just seen you know a gradual sort of um I mean he can't be as good as he was and it's just a uh, gradual decline over the over the years and more and more injuries but I think he's he's at some point this season he's going to get you know he's going to get a hat trick he always does mm. you just have to you just have to get him on on him at the right time mm. yeah, I'd love I to give him like a watch. final hurrah in my team but I, do you think not... he's going to go then do you think is it uh, you say it's his last oh, season yeah. Yeah, I wasn't he's... aware of that actually. I wasn't aware that he's. Uh... Yeah, he's, he, I think he said he said last year and then reaffirmed it that this is the last year he'll be he'll be there. Because what he did say is that he would never leave City until they won the Champions League. So he'll be Life. he'll be there till he's fifty five. Yeah, yeah, I knew you'd get <laughs> that. Hope, hope, hopefully, the thing is, as you can't have Bale and Aguero in your team, that is asking for trouble, isn't it? That's a <laughs> that's a lot of money tied yeah. up in two injury prone players. So whack Pulisic in there as well. Oh dear, yeah. <laughs> you just you just can't do that. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to look at um, our watch list because as and I have been building these um, offline, and I thought what we'd do is just compare our two watch lists by position. 
Um, talk about a few players like this. Um, so it's interesting as goalkeeper-wise, I went for Martinez, Gaeta, Johnston, Fabianski. The only difference here is instead of Gaeta, you've got uh, instead of Johnston, rather you've got Ryan in there. Mm. I mean, it, it, I mean, I think it's pretty certain that we're not going to go over five million for a keeper. Mm. Um, and Martinez for me is is obviously the top target. Is that how you yeah, see it as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if I was wildcarding now, even with the couple point million more that, that Martinez is, I'd, I'd go for him. I think he's a great pick. I mean, Brighton, I, I've, got, I've got Ryan in my own team. And, you know, I think he Brighton are a team who I think are capable of clean sheets and are capable of Ryan making lots of saves, which I like. But they're not they're not a kind of a 1-0, 2-0 team. You can see it this year. Yeah. much more a, we're going to outscore you type, which is great for players like Mope and Trossard and those kind of guys. But defensively, um, I, I do worry a bit. So Ryan's Ryan's there, but you're spelling on some of these names, by the way, Mark. Yeah. Oh, where have, <laughs> I got, have, I got, have I got typos in here somewhere? Goiter. Goiter. Oh, right. oh, yeah. Never mind. Try, try his pronunciation. So you yeah, exactly. No, no. I told you about Castagna. You I, oh, about I, thought Castagna. I, I corrected it on the, I've corrected it on one to come, but not this one. Yeah, ignore that. I, there, there is a there is a goalkeeper you're missing in there. It's the, the Leeds keeper, and I'm not even going to... I, I can't mm, remember. Mesley, eh? Messier, yeah, Messier, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm surprised that he's not in there. Yeah, uh, and Gaeta is. Yeah, did, well, I say, did I say that right? Yeah, I think I think the reason why I haven't gone for a Leeds keeper is obviously because you've got Aylin and Dallas in defence there. If you look down at the defenders, I've got I've got Dallas uh, in there, and it's I, I and so so's uh, as in there. Look, he's got Dallas and Aylin. So. Yeah, I think because they offer some attacking threat, I guess, or we've seen that. And that's yeah. what that's why you'd look at uh, Martinez, because out of the Villa defence, it's Mings and Cash who are probably the top targets, but they're five million. So, yeah, whereas yeah. Dallas and Aiden have four. I, I haven't seen anything from Lee to suggest they're going to be a team that grinds out 1-0 wins. No. It's, it's, the same with, it's the same with Ryan. Like I, Ryan's kind of there, but not. I, I don't know. If I was wildcarding now, I, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't go for Ryan. But I think that's the same with, with Leeds. They, they, I mean, watching that City game, I, I, I mean, I, I can't. I mean, I didn't think I was going to see a better game all weekend. And then no. I watched the United Spurs and the Liverpool Villa game. But God, I mean, the way they, the way Leeds play is so that's exciting <laughs> to watch. But if I had, if I had Mesley, I would just be <laughs> hitting my hands. Well, he's busy. He's got plenty to he do. Is. Well, true. Yeah. Got good good Gary Neville saying that game. So there's no, there's no mid, just bypassing the midfield. There's no midfield player here, here at all. Mm. Just straight from the back to the front. Yeah. And 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 both sides were doing that the whole game. It was, it was extraordinary yeah. to watch. It was like a training game. Yeah, the thing is with Leeds, we don't know. I still can't define what we're going to get from them. The, the one nil win at Sheffield United was possibly the one, even though that's the game that's less glamorous and the result that you wouldn't talk about that result so far for Leeds. From a fantasy point of view, that's the kind of result we want from them. That kind of grind out a one nil clean sheet uh Aileen, you know looked good in that game as well Dallas did Bamford scoring the winner Bam- yeah, yeah that's Harrison with the cross that's the kind of fantasy performance we want yeah. from Leeds because it's predictable and there's some good value there but you look at the City game it's like it's hard to make sense of it I just mm. don't know what Leeds give us either either as a side to invest in or a side to invest against as in yeah. when when your players are playing them you just don't know what you're going to get yes that's exactly it we, we are we're still struggling for data though we've only got can you believe we've only had four week four game weeks it feels like so much has happened we're only game seasons. week four it does <laughs> it yeah. is I, <laughs> I mean i think because we're all at home and we're all spending you know it, it, it's it, it all kind of everything and, and there's so many more games on tv as well it's the other thing 
I don't know if you have that, but, but on Saturday and Sunday, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm, I'm t- my wife. I know you've spoken a few times about your, your family life and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. When you've got four games on and you're watching it from 12 till 8, it's, you know, it's a little bit anti It's a, it's, it's a marathon. It, it's an absolute marathon. Well, it does it? feel that you're getting, you're seeing a lot more football than you are. I mean, you've seen a lot of football, but it's only four games. In the, in, over season, it's nothing, but it feels like the season so far feels like it's already 10 weeks in. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's probably because I've watched so many games. Yeah, I mean that that is that is the reason behind it. Um, look at my spelling of Chilwell there. I've got three L's at the end. It's awful. Uh, as have we have we lost you on sound or anything, or are you okay? He seems to have frozen. Yeah, he seems to have frozen. A, so our our plan, yeah, <laughs> our that, secret plan, right? Let's do. Let's go. Yeah, that's it. So, um, <laughs> so Granville, what do you make of the uh, what do you make of the defensive choices there? I mean, I've got Van Arnold highlighted. I've got Robinson as well. I mean, I think. People seem yeah. to be giving up on Sheffield United. I don't really understand that. Well, it's just because they've lost all the games. I mean, um, and I don't think they've actually, they probably haven't performed as badly as the, the, the points output shows. So I think there's, there's still going to be a, a bit of value in there. Um, Masuaku is, is, is an interesting one as well. In fact, the West Ham have really impressed me in every game I've seen. I've got Masuaku, Dawson and Creswell highlighted. I've highlighted Masuaku and Dawson because... Dawson's just come in at four five, and I look at West Ham, and he's always a threat from set pieces. And who, you know, they they throw in crosses, don't they? And I I think Dawson at four five could be a really good option. Um, so so many good options in that side, and and now Antonio just looks like a different player. Yeah, what, what is he now? Twenty nine thirty. Well, this is it. When he, when we get, he, he look he looks a bit of a reborn player. I think he looks excellent, and um, he'd be one that I'd be looking at. Um, he's quite cheap, six point three. Yeah, Antonio's just for six point three. I know he's been reclassified as a forward, so he won't get as many points as he did last season. But I, well, maybe he will because he just looks more involved, and he can win. You know, he can win penalties. I think he, he's he's really involved, and so uh, uh, and Bowen as well. It's a thing, I haven't really seen much of him um, until this season, and and he he looks like a you know a, he could be playing for a better side. Well, I've highlighted Bowen in my watch list for midfield because I again I just and it's interesting that, that they, you know they they they've got uh, Fornells playing as well. Um, you know, it's some um, you know some talent out of him at last. I mean, he's someone that they did trust in, and so finally we're seeing now what the fuss is about with him. Um, so yeah, they've got options. I mean, Suchik hasn't even got amongst the goals yet either. That's the thing. Yeah, um, and that's that only is... a matter of time. So West West Ham are a side that are, are doing us a, a lot of favours this season, I think, and hopefully that continues. Um, Lookman, I've talked about Saha. We, we've spoke about as well. Trossard, what do you make of him? Was he a player you looked at? No, he wasn't, and um, yeah, I have actually considered him now. I thought he was just a, a little bit expensive when when I looked at him at the beginning of the season. He just looked a little bit expensive. He was what was he six five or six five? No, he's six. He's six. Okay. So I didn't consider him, I think, because I, I was looking at a fifth midfielder and uh, six million is too too many for a fifth midfielder, unless you're playing three five two. But um, watching him in the games, I mean, he's so involved and he's been really unlucky as well. I think he hit the post three times. He hit the woodwork three times against United, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And 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 then and and actually he missed he missed a sitter. Maybe he's not quite as clinical as he should be, but at six million in a team that's attacking. Um, He's pretty good. The other guy as well is Solly March, who who get he comes in for a bit of stick, but he's like playing he's playing all the games. Um and he's often free on that far post. And and, and he should have scored more than he has done so far. 
And he, yeah. he's been unlucky. I think so Lamptey's he, been the target, though, hasn't he? That's why. Because yeah, he's a tar- I've, I've got Lamptey. I had him from um, from my wildcard. And I remember him last season because I had him after lockdown. And for some reason, I forgot about him. You know, when I was doing my team, I was thinking, what, 4.5? There's got to be some of 4.5. And um, I overlooked him for some reason. And then I saw him the first game. I thought, God, oh, that's a Lamptey I remember from last season. And that was one of the reasons why I ended up doing that the wild card. Um, it was just that there were just so many options, and he was one of them. And he's he's like a play. He's a player that he is a season keeper actually at four point five. If you've got him, I don't see any reason why you'd ever want to unless he's got injured. Goodness what happened me. there? You played with your microphone, and it completely knocked you out of the call, didn't it? My microphone went down, and then the whole computer turned off and then just wouldn't turn back on. So I literally thought everything was broken and then it started working again. So, that yeah, is sorry. bizarre. What is going I'm on? Really strange. Sorry about that. That's I'm okay. Back. I mean, we had, we had a test with Granville the other day and he went, he, he we lost him in connection. I thought he was going to be the one. I and, was thinking, first it's ironic that Granville's didn't go after yeah. that. And secondly, it's like it's planned of you two being back. Well, that's it. Taking the reins. We did, that's what we did. We did, we did the tune. We did fancy Island risk. We did the uh, rotation, <laughs> the rotations. We did uh, we did the fixtures, and um, we said that we'd uh, we'd start up a cat, scout cast again, and we wouldn't yep. have you on. And I'm replaced. Yeah. No, you're unrepla- <laughs> irreplaceable. Words. And what's great is you've come back in the call, and we've gone back in exactly the right order. So that's brilliant. Perfect. Oh, there you go. Right, I've like still it. got my rank. I'm still, I'm still holding on to my rank. It's like it. Yeah, you are. You're still there with the two. Five. <laughs> that's yeah, what that's, I wanted. That's, that's what I, I wanted. Really... That's what he was scrambling. So he had the higher rank because he got some. He got some lip in the chat. I saw earlier about his rank, didn't he? I think so. He went yeah. uh, outrageous. <laughs> um, we're talking about midfielders um, now. One player I've highlighted here, Sam Maximum, because we both got him in our list, mm. and you weren't talking about him on glowing terms at all pre-season. So what's changed? Why is he on your watch list? I know. I, I I just kind of like Newcastle, weirdly enough. I, I think, you know, the signings they've made, Fraser and Wilson and Smashman, I've seen enough of them to at least consider some of their attacking players. And I'm not convinced on Smashman even slightly, but if I'm building a watch list and I'm looking at players under six mil, he's on there. Because, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking for a Pereira replacement. And Oh, you're looking for a Pereira replacement, even with I'm those Pereira. fixtures. <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking at. The, I mean, the thing is, I don't buy it because you know he scores. He scores one, and lays on one, and then all of a sudden he's in your watch list. A bit yeah. fishy, that. But uh, yeah, you're only as good. <laughs> you can only remember as far as the last game week. I, I guess um, that's why I play my wild card in game week two because I was based <laughs> on game week one. But but it worked, and and it probably does work if if you if you think that he's going to retain form. And, and it, well, he's, yeah. he's, not, he's not a player that I'd bring in like right now, but he's a player who I want to watch and see yeah. if he can if he can get a bit more consistency because you know it could this is exactly what it's for you know if he is just a a one every four mm. match type player then I've got no interest but if he can actually I mean he's a very very talented player like he's such an exciting That's, player yeah to watch so if he can actually start putting in a bit more consistent performances then I would consider him but yeah he's definitely one. Um, for the future, what's he like for right. bonus though is he one is he players going to get penalized no he he's a he's a dribbler he isn't he yeah so he it? loses the ball and then he, lo- he yeah. yeah so he won't be good for bonus well i mean i think i mean i saw a clip of him in training the other day they showed a clip where he, he went past about four defenders in training and scored. it looked incredible yeah. like he was on you know like a, a cheat code or something so i don't you can't get excited by training videos otherwise we'd all be getting bail when he comes in after the clip we saw but oh, excited. i know yeah. i knew you i knew you'd be watching i bet you watch that every night don't you just on repeat yeah. but it's like i don't know sam maximum is a player that 
He should offer. I mean, I, I almost feel like I've betrayed him now because I, I spoke ill of him after he let us down. And now I'm like thinking I can't really get him back now. But look who else I've got highlighted. Theo Walcott. Just for just the nostalgic reasons there, Granville. Theo yeah, Walcott. Come on. You're mocking my head. Yeah, he was one. Yeah, he was one. Did you have it? Was he in the? Yeah, he was in the Premier League with Southampton, wasn't he? When he, yeah. when they came up. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I vaguely remember having him actually. But you loved Theo Walcott, especially yeah. when he made that move. And um, that was another. That was another, he had one season actually when I actually got him as well. We both had him quite early on uh, for um, for Arsenal, and he was incredible with that, him and Van Persie. I mean, he was laying them on for Van Persie. Van Persie laid them on for him. Um, he was he was great that season. But um, we, yeah, it's been very. It's been a disappointment, hasn't it? I mean, especially for Everton, he he, mm. he really didn't get amongst it and didn't really take his chance there. But uh, he, back he was he was just all about pace, wasn't he? And once he lost that, I think he massively damaged think, him. Mm, I, yeah, I, I mean, I remember that game against Croatia um, when he was when he scored a hat trick. He looked like the you know he looked like a player who was going to go somewhere. I think there was just an, there was an injury. I think was it that injury he got against Spurs? Maybe there was there was one. Obviously, he had a lot of injuries, which, which didn't help. I think there was one particular injury which he had, and then he just never... He lost that bit of pace, and he lost his ability to really... The, I think a lot of it is, is the kind of bravery, isn't it, of really wanting to take on players and really wanting to do something. Once you've had a really serious injury like that, I imagine it's quite hard to get back to 100%. So out of the nostalgia picks, out of the bail back at Spurs and Walcott back at Southampton, <laughs> you're not back in Walcott. Oh, come right? on. No. Fair enough. Well, well um, maybe Bale should go back to Southampton, but there's, um, do you think Walcott's better than um, Redmond? No, I don't. Like, I mean, no, I like Redmond as a player, although Redmond has no output. It's like every year I think this will be the year that Redmond really breaks. It's a bit like the Ward-Prowse as well at that club. Ward-Prowse is a player we always thought he's got to be a good fancy asset and it's not quite happened for him. And Redmond's another one who just, I don't understand it. He's just, it's like he's such a lovely player to watch. He looks like mm. he should have an end put up, but it just doesn't happen for Ta- him. Townsend's another one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so no, this is good, good at running with the ball and, and shooting, but just way off. Yeah, yeah. This is our watch list up front, and, and yeah, we spoke about Aguero already. And Granville was talking about Antonio why he popped off there, as and there's no doubt Antonio's a player that we're going to look at from game week eight. I mean, when we look at the captains later on, he, he's one that a lot of people are going to look for captain. I think in in that essential. Yeah, I'm not even saying that ironically. I think I think Antonio, if he stays around six point three, six point four. The points he's likely to bring and what he can do for the rest of your team, if you're downgrading someone like Jimenez yeah. to him, I just think he he's just he, he's just such a strong player to have in your side. Um, and yeah, I think and and we spoke about it last week. The the Fulham game, that Fulham at home game. I'm not seeing anyone else who who is as good as captain option as him, which is it is mad to to say that. But I really rate him. I just think he's he's so he's so hard to play against a player like that. So and what, what's interesting so what's interesting for me about uh, the prospect of going Jimenez to Antonio in game week eight is I could go De Bruyne to Sun and get you know pocket 2.5 I could spend that 2.5 and then in game week eight I get that money back by going Jimenez mm. to Antonio so that gives me the option to get the City player back in so actually you know the move to Sun like De Bruyne to Sun it's not like I can't spend the money because I'll never mm. be able to get a City player back because I know coming up there's going to be that Jimenez to Antonio move. So mm. it's actually quite nice when you look at the strategy of the next five or six mm. game weeks. That, that's what Antonio gives you in game week eight. And the fixtures are good after that. 
Yeah. Um, and West Ham side penalties on the other. Well. Penalties yeah. 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 I think he's, I think he's a really good option. And I'm considering him uh, as soon, well, after this, after this week with Jimenez, I might, I, I'll see how Jimenez uh, performs. But if, um, if Wolves look as sort of lacklustre uh, this week, I'm, I'm probably just going to do it. Hold on a minute, Granville. Look at we go back to the fixtures for Wolves. They've got Leeds oh. away. Then they've got Newcastle and Crystal Palace at home. So you're, you're going to do another think, Rodriguez, I don't, aren't you? I don't think they're as good as, they, as you think they are. Those games. And Wolves aren't as good as we think they are either. But, well, yeah. This, but is what I, this is what I meant. This is what I'm saying. I, I, I just think that, that home to Newcastle, that isn't going to be a goal first. I say that now and they'll probably be fine. No, no, you're, you're, like that. But, but I... I you know, if I was going to, if we're doing the predictions, which we used to do on the Scoutcast, mm. um, that would be a game where I'd, I'd go nil nil, one nil. It won't, there won't be too many goals in that, and I think because Newcastle are quite tight, and that's where Bruce sets them up. And I just don't think that Wolves are really opening up teams at the minute. No, I, th- I think so- you're right. I think I think the problem is, I think the season is so crazy. It's dangerous to make assumptions like Wolves aren't going to be as good as they were last season. I mean, you know, no one's saying Everton are going to win, Lenny, Calvert-Lewin's going to win the Golden Boot, Man United are going to be in a relegation battle. At the moment, Wolves don't look good, but surely we've got to back them to change that. I, I don't think we can just write them off. I, I mean, even in a short window as well, I look at that and think there's no reason why Wolves can't be flowing again and playing decent football by the time they're playing Newcastle and Palace. But they've never been a team so that win, but they've never been a team that wins 4 or 5 nil, even against team you know easy teams like no, that's Newcastle true. And, and Palace whereas West Ham are, are passing the test of, of upping their game for, for strong stuff. I mean if you asked me at the start of the season whether I'd rather have Antonio versus Liverpool and Man City or Jimenez versus Newcastle and Palace I mean there's absolutely you know obviously every sensible part would say go for the Wolves player but I don't know I, I, I don't know if Jimenez the way Antonio is playing and the way West Ham are playing compared to Wolves and the way Man City and the way Liverpool are defending, I honestly don't think there's that much in it at the moment. And you save two million. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I just think it's dangerous to make... Because like, there you're assuming that City and Liverpool are going to defend badly in yeah, two well, yeah, weeks' that's time. True. That's well, the trouble. I don't think we I can know. make any assumptions yet. It's I just... wouldn't be making the move. I wouldn't be like if I had a free transfer doing... Jimenez to Antonio but I do think if you're on wild cards or you're thinking about wild cards I think moving early on Antonio isn't a bad no agreed I mean I know it looks ridiculous in playing City next game Liverpool but um, I think that those both those sides are open enough for for West Ham to score goal whether they're going to win or not it's irrelevant but I think West Ham Mm. could well score against City in that game City looked terrible at the back I know they've sorted out they've got a second centre back now but uh, at full back position they're, they're just all over the place mm, yeah I, I, I do fancy West Ham to, to do something against them that game next next game week well West Ham at, um, at, at, at they're, play, they're, they're playing home to City no the, the following week so they're playing Spurs aren't they they're playing Spurs uh, City and Liverpool next three Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they've got, you know, City and Liverpool and you think they can do something. I mean, I've, I think they can score. I think, I mean, you've got to back them to score. Whether or not they're going to defend as well as they have in the last couple of game weeks, I don't know. But I mean, like I said, West Ham have been a gift to us so far. Maybe that continues. And yeah, you're right. I think if I was wildcarding, I wouldn't think twice about Antonio if mm. he was, if I was going free up front for sure. Let's look at this game week's fixtures then. And let's talk about Liverpool's defence because it's at Everton on the opening day, opening kickoff. 
12.30. I mean, that's not a good fixture because we're going to have Salah captains or a lot of people are going to have Salah captains and it's never nice to start the game with your captain. Um, how do we call this one? Because I think it's so difficult, isn't it? And uh, Everton are the form team and Liverpool off the back of the 7-2. I mean, what do you reckon, Az? Uh, well, uh, just, just in general, I think looking at these fixtures, the fact that coming off an international break, which automatically makes them a bit more hard to predict anyway, but... I'm looking at these fixtures and there isn't a single result here which I think is a clear a clear win for anyone. I yeah. mean, it's like every team here it has a, has a tough game. You know, Leeds Wolves, who knows, West Brom Burnley could go either way, Leicester Villa so hard to call both in mixed form, Spurs West Ham, who knows, Palace Brighton, the derby, the derby match that no one cares about. Um Sheffield United Fulham, you know, Basement dwellers, Newcastle United. Who I mean, Fernandez might not even play because of the whole Portugal COVID thing. What's going to happen in that? City Arsenal really tough. Chelsea. I mean, it's so hard to to all of these games. It's a kind of mm. awful task to try and do. But yeah, we'll try. Anyway, let's start with Everton Liverpool. Like you said. Well, I mean, but what you say is right, and this is why you know. Yeah. Again, I looked at the wild card and thought I don't really want to play it going into that. No, absolutely. And I think I think actually I think it's it's game week five that that is the after game week five is, is the time that I would want to play the wild card if I was going to. Cause between five and six. Yeah, between five and six. You do notice a couple of shifts in, in some of the fixtures. And this one, yeah, this this just looks yeah. this just looks awful, awful to me to, to try and predict. Mm. Um Everton Liverpool, I mean I mean like I I don't I honestly I just I just don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen in that game. I mean Everton have been boosted today because I think Alan and um Gomez are both back in, in training That's right. play. Um, you know they've they've got Richarlison, I think fit. Um, I assume I assume he's fit. Cavalier, you know, in great form. We don't um, know about Rodriguez. Yeah, no, Mino that, that and Rodriguez. Actually, yeah. That was another reason why I ended up selling Absolutely. him because I wasn't sure about this game week. You know, there was things in the press about him turning up. He'll only yeah. be back forty eight hours before the game. Um, uh, I think he lands Friday morning. I read. Okay, and then they've got the early kickoff on Saturday. So I would I would be surprised if he if he was in the starting lineup. Yeah, I got. I, I think I think given the player he is and given his conditioning, you know, I think he's done well so far to stand up mm, to. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I think you're probably right that, and they've got some options, but I think he'll figure at some point. But he might not start. Yeah, I think that's. Again. I, I mean, I I think Liverpool win this. I mean, obviously, no one's going to predict a clean sheet. But I think it's interesting. I think like you know, obviously, we we talked about Adrian and the effect that it's going to have not having Alisson in goal. And, but I think what's what always strikes me sometimes is that we we kind of presume that you know Jurgen Klopp is a is a decent football manager. Let's face it, and he's got decent players, and they're European champions, world champions, and so on. He's going to be looking at the defence and his goalkeeper and going, well, "We've got to fix this. We've got to get better because you know he knows Allison's going to be out for a while." So it's not like you know they're going to be passive. They're not going to do things to try and stop conceding goals. And I think off the back of a 7-2, I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool are tighter. But Adrian, oh. Adrian can let one through his arms, I know, exactly. But, That's the problem. Well, I was going to say, but but does he but but does he change things? Because I mean it's not it's not new that the way Liverpool play in terms of how high they press, in terms of the fullbacks getting up the pitch, in terms of all this kind of stuff. The only real difference is now they've got a goalkeeper that can't kind of bail them out of trouble when things do go a bit wrong. And every you know every commentator said it for years now that like they they give up chances in the hope that they can score more than they than they concede. I think this Everton game is is a real real test for them. 
I don't know if Liverpool do win it. I honestly right. don't. I, I, I think I think a draw is, is more likely. I could even I can even see Everton winning it winning it. I don't. I, I think I think they're gonna win 2 0. I, I think we're gonna see Yeah, I, I, I do. I agree with you. I, I agree. I think Liverpool are gonna are gonna come out of the blocks. I think this will be the game. Because they've got they've got a lot to well, I say they've got a lot to prove, but this season Everton are uh, flying high. Liverpool are gonna be well well up for this one. Um no, I could see them winning. Yeah, one or two nil. I, I, I the goalkeepers, I, I, Pickford and Andrew. I know, I know. This is it. <laughs> well, yeah. Imagine it's nil nil. That I mean, that'd be just like this season. It's yeah. the first nil nil draw. Adrian, I mean, I know Adrian let in seven, and it's not a great start. But is he that bad a keeper? <sighs> well, yeah. apparently I mean, I, he is. Apparently he I, is. I, I think, yeah. yeah, on on the basis of one game, I remember seeing him again. You know, for Liverpool before, and actually for and for and quite a lot forever for um, West Ham. Um, I don't think he's that bad. I mean, I I don't think he's a, I don't think he's as good as Allison, of course. And and it upsets the back four, doesn't it? When you've got a different keeper, mm. but I think I think I it's think Liverpool, um, Liverpool too good to be you know to lose two games on the run. Isn't it two clean sheets though in thirty appearances? Liverpool, it's pretty bad. I think one one. You reckon one one? I uh, I go two 0 Liverpool. Let's let's move on. Chelsea Southampton. Um, there's a guy called Havertz who apparently is carrying your armband into this game. So <laughs> presumably, as you're going for a home win and a comfortable one, you're oh, going to talk right. about the high line, aren't you? And all Rome that. Kind of... like that. Go on. Oh, off you go. I'm not going to go on about the high you're line. You're only kidding yourself, as only kidding yourself. <laughs> Digging. Well, how did you call it? Nailing my. What, what did you say to me earlier? Nailing my. Colours to the mouse. No, I said that's the hill you want to die yeah, on. That's it. The hill I'm going to die on. Yeah, mm. Havertz is definitely the hill I'm going to die on. You have one of these every season. There's someone. There's a player that you pick out that nobody else knows. Or, mm. or um, I remember Madison, which was quite a good pick, was yeah. a couple of seasons ago. Thank uh, you. And Pereira this Pereira. season. So there's always yeah. one. Thank you. But but I don't think Havertz is really. I was going to say Pascal Gross, but I always get slammed. You always bring when him when in. I, when, I, when I mention Pascal Gross, I was going to mention Gross again. Uh, but you're not always right, are you, Alice? I'm not, no. no and you're not right with Havertz, are you? You throw enough um, dung and some will say it's the same, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I, I, well, Mark's already called me out. I, I wonder what's going to happen with Southampton because I think if they do play the high line, then they're going to get thrashed. Whether Hassan Hootel kind of thinks to himself, actually, I probably shouldn't play that against Pulisic and Ziyech and Werner and Havertz uh, remains to be seen, but... I, I do think this is a good game for Chelsea and I like the fact that players are coming back and I like the players Lampard's bought. So this this to me, I mean, you know, I am... <laughs> Havertz is, is the hill I've got to die on, but if I don't see a good performance from Chelsea with the new boys and a good performance from Havertz in this game, then I, I probably will be looking elsewhere. Because, I mean, he's 8.4 million. It's not that hard for me to get someone like Son... Uh, it's not that hard for me to move to someone like Grealish, who I think is going to be a bit more consistent. So, yeah, I I am I'm on the hill, but I'm I, I could I could jump off the hill if I if I really needed to. This this game think, is 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 important. Do you, do you think eventually though that Chelsea's main player is going to be Pulisic? Because what I've seen of him so oh, far, yeah. he, he just looks like I mean, he looks like Hazard Mark too. He yeah. looks like that good, and. Uh, and I, I do think that when he starts, when he's fit and ready to go again, he'll be the player that we all that we all jump on. And he's only what is he eight five, eight three. He, I, he's down to eight three. Eight three. Okay, so he's fallen. So I had him in the first week, and obviously that's a mistake because he was injured and we didn't know about it. But uh, I do think that he's a player with the most potential. Yeah. And you would, I, I doubt that you would pick 
unless Havertz started doing things, but I doubt that you'll pick him ahead of Pulisic. No, if I, if I was wildcarding this week, I'd go for Pulisic, undoubtedly. I think, you know, Havertz is, is, is the kind of, is a general player like a bit like a kind of Rodriguez or a Sigurdsson from old yeah. or whatever. Like he's a player who, who links up play, you know, he's cent- he's going to be central to everything Chelsea do, but that isn't always the best because <laughs> he drops deep, because he wins the ball back, because he plays the ball off. You know, he's kind of like Ericsson. a mix of, yeah, Ericsson's a really good example, actually. He, he is a kind of like an Ericsson player. He makes everything kind of tick over, but he, you know, when you've got someone like Ali or Kane or, or Son or, or players around him, they're the ones that kind of benefit from him. And I think it's going to be Pulisic that benefits the most from having that kind of player in there. And his sole responsibility, Pulisic, is going to be, is going to be getting goals for them. So I'd pick him. I, I would pick him every day over, over Havertz if I was going. I, I just worry about Pulisic and Werner. I just don't know how it's going to work. Because of the tendency for Werner to drift out to the left, I don't, and and Pulisic is going to tuck in to the middle, so they're going to be running into each other. I don't know how Lampard's going to work that one no, out. It's no. Yeah, it's it's not really worked. I think I, I did watch I did watch him closely, Werner. The game that you captain him, and um, you know I've been no. tearing up my hair after the first ten minutes. You could see that he he was just all over the place, and uh, they just haven't got they haven't got a style of play yet. And the players don't know where 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 they're supposed to be. I think eventually it'll come because some of those players are too good. But um, until they until they sort of get until they played sort of ten fifteen games together, I, I'm just not sure that I would jump on any of them other than Pulisic because I think as an individual, as I think as an individual, um, he's going to be you know he's going to be in the box and he's going to be scoring goals. Yeah, he'll yeah. be in our teams at some point for yeah. the season. You reckon? Yeah. He's, a, he's a quality player it's just Chelsea have got a click um, mm. but yeah I, I think if Southampton were in better form I think they could get a result but I think I'll go a Chelsea win but a narrow 1-2-1 one, one, I think for me let's uh, be 4-0 yeah you're hoping there <laughs> it will take a four, it will probably take 4 or 5 nil for Havertz to get in the points I think I don't oh you know. that's mean that's no so I think mean. it will I think it will like he's been getting assists for you but you know they have to, they're having to score three or four goals for him to he scores in every yeah. game yeah, yeah, for Germany and everybody. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's true. Hat trick against <laughs> what was it in, against in the... Barcelona? No, oh, no, Barnsley. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that. <laughs> it's like Kolarov in, in other in other competitions. He's all right. Oh, Kolarov, it... he was wonderful. Don't mention Kolarov. <laughs> that's taking us back. Talking of Kolarov, Man City, Arsenal. Um, I don't know. Again, we just what is what are City going to do in this game against Arteta, who knows Guardiola's team inside out and his tactics inside out? Um, if there's no De Bruyne, that could be a real struggle, couldn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think it's going to be tight, and that probably means it's going to be like six all or something ridiculous. <laughs> but you know, I, I really like um, I really like what Arteta's doing. You know, and I think this this kind of game, he's shown that he he can go toe to toe with with the big boys and get. Get his players playing. I mean, the the sign they made on on deadline um, day uh, looks like he's just going to make all, yeah, yeah. going to make all their defenders better options mm. and strengthen them even more. Uh, really strong, really strong midfielder. You know, exactly what Arsenal needed for about ten years, um, I think, and they finally got him. So yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not backing on City going mad in that game like they they might have done last year. Mm. Yeah, I think it's very hard to call this one. Um, yeah, I'm going to go a City win, obviously, but I just think that's that could go. I don't think we're going to see a lot of goals in that game. And if De Bruyne is out, a lot depends on whether De Bruyne is there, mm. obviously, because if he's there and they haven't got a striker, I see don't see City scoring many goals in that game. 
And that's when they really miss Silver, is when is yeah. when De Bruyne is in there because those two players were such a massive source of creativity yeah. for them. And, mm-hmm. that, and they've got um, the other Silver. Um, Bernardo, yeah. de- de- decent player. Bernardo Silva is a decent player. I think you consider that um, that De Bruyne has missed quite a lot the last two or three seasons through injury, and City have always done well. So I wouldn't take it for granted that, that City are going to struggle without him because they haven't in the past. You know, they've managed to get over um, him missing missing games. But I said we're a bit further on, and players like um, uh, they're all a little bit older, aren't they? Uh, I think they do need to blood. Foden and maybe he can be the player who steps up. Who knows? Six point five or six yeah. point four, whatever mm-hmm. he is. He may he may be the option. He may be the cheap op- the cheap city option. Again, uh, I've seen a lot of people giving up on Foden as an option. Um, you know, it wasn't allowed. Watch this earlier, but I think it's too it's too early, isn't it, to be saying? I don't get it. Like, no. You know what you're getting with him. Like you you know you, when you bought him, you knew you were going to be frustrated by him at some points and get yeah. quite big calls from other points. He's yeah. six point five. I can't yeah. understand people that were buying him and now are getting rid of him no. after two weeks. No, I don't know what they expect. I mean, you're not going to no. get returns every week from him. That's why you get a 6.5 midfielder. Of course. Um, so, I, I mean, City and Foden will come good eventually. We know that. It's inevitable. It's just when it's going to click. I, I don't think we'll have enough evidence from this week to say it's happened yet because I think Arsenal are going to provide two stern opposition. Newcastle United. I Something's wrong at United. Obviously, we heard the reports about Fernandez and Maguire get clashing. <laughs> I mean, Newcastle could do this. Newcastle could nick, nick a win here. They've done it before against them. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I think United are going to struggle. I think, you know, Newcastle set up well. I think Bruce has got them organised. And I wonder if, if Fernandez isn't feeling it, then I wonder how they're going to break them down because they just don't seem to really have that much ability to, to break down teams at the moment. Well, they I can think it's be, going to be low scoring. They can be the can beat teams on the break. They've got you know they've got Rashford and Greenwood, so it's not like they don't have any firepower even without. Um, uh, and they can probably perform without Fernandez. I, I am interested. I mean, I don't know what you think of um, Cavani. He's obviously thirty three year old. Um, he's come in to probably just do a job. Um, how they're going to fit him in? I'm not exactly sure. Maybe he'll just be. A straight swap with Martial, who ha- who has been really disappointing this season. Oh, don't. Um, you had to mention that. And, yeah, and and there's also you know I think Igalo's actually unlucky not to have been starting mm. um, the way that Martial's been playing. So I think United can still you know they can. I don't think we we certainly haven't seen the best of United this season. We've seen you know the, the three terrible performances, but that doesn't mean that we're going to see that the next game. No, um, it would no. be just in, it. I am going to watch. Yeah, I always watch United anyway. But to, uh, Newcastle, the, the onus is on Newcastle as a home team, and I think that will might play into United. United's struggles have actually been at home most of them over the last couple of seasons. Mm. Um, so it might, you know, if Newcastle do want to try and win that game, it will open open up space for United to get in behind them. I'm going for a home win. I think they're going to win it. I think United. I think Newcastle are going to win it. Yeah, I think they will. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised. I think draw. Uh, I, I, one all, oh, every game one all. Yeah. Chelsea, Sheffield United, Fulham. Uh, I think too many people have written Sheffield United off too soon as well. Then they're not going to be a bad side overnight. Yeah, teams might have worked them out a bit, but I still rate Wilder um, to get his team playing. Who did you bring in this week, Mark? 
yeah, I, yeah, I've got, I've got Brewster. I've got Brewster. I'm not going to play him, but yeah, I've got Brewster. You're I don't think, play him against Fulham. No, I don't think I'm going to play because I don't think he's going to start. So I mean, I'll have him on the bench. I might have him first sub, but I'm not going to start him. I don't, I don't necessarily think he'll start in this game because he needs to get up to speed and condition him. But I think Sheffield United will win, and I, I do think that. They're not going to hit the heights of next, of last season, but I don't think they're going to be fighting relegation either. Um, so we'll see. Fulham definitely are going to be fighting relegation, I think. And so Sheffield United win for me. What 1-1. 1-1. Oh. <laughs> Palace, <laughs> Palace Brighton, surely a game for the way win there, are you? Oh, yeah. Mm, oh, yeah. Zaha hat-trick, no? Not going to happen? Zaha will score, so they'll get, they'll get one. But, but I... I I don't want to keep going on about, but I, you know, I, I am excited by by Brighton this year. Um, I think we're going to lose plenty of games, just like we did last year, because we play a very attacking style. We've got mistakes riddled within the teams, but I've seen enough from them to think we can go at teams. We can we can create goals. We just need to stop conceding stupid con- like chances to things. Mm. But I think the the Palace game is quite a good one. You need to take but, your chances as well, and take oh god, yeah, and take the chances absolutely. Yeah, you know, he had but, chances against uh, Chelsea, not just against United, against Ch- Chelsea I game. I thought they should have won that. Really, should have should have won it after that first half. But, and how um, we lost to you, you lot, just makes me sick. To be you, to be honest, you we lot. didn't deserve that. I mean, Everton was was a was a tricky game and didn't didn't go the way that I thought it would. I thought we'd give them more of a game, um, and you know, I think we 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 got a sound a sound beating in that one. But I think I think we're gonna we're gonna really go at Palace and. We could get we could get done on the counter and it could be a good game for Zaha, but uh, I like Mope. Yeah, you've got him, haven't you? A lot of people loading on Mope in the wildcard, yeah. I see. Um, and I and I yeah, I get it. He's on penalties and Brighton are a, a stronger attack inside this year, no doubt. Spurs West Ham, I'm going West Ham win. I really I really think West Ham can win this game. Wow. I go, I I just think it's typical. It'd be typical of this season the fact that we're all loading on Spurs and that's been the case every week. We we think we've got you know someone to invest in a team that we can rely on or players to rely on, and, and we get found out. And I think it could happen again. And Spurs obviously on form, but West Ham are on form. They went to Leicester one three 0 and I just look at the West Ham team and I just like the shape. I like the pattern of play they've got, the way Suchek and Rice alternate in midfield, and I think they've got a system that could trouble Spurs. That will they'll sit back. They'll be able to frustrate Spurs, I think. I don't think Sun will find the space behind the defence that he's been seeing against United and Southampton. And Antonio, I think Antonio is going to be harder to handle than Kane, to be honest. I, I just think at the moment Antonio's on a different level. And, and I don't think if Dyer's out, he's got an injury. I think Spurs will struggle with Antonio. So I'm going 2-1 West Ham. <laughs> wow. One one. Right. <laughs> not even joking. So, there's not many goals here, is there? You don't. You don't. Well, I li- uh, yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Actually, I think West Ham are going to turn around. Over. You know, after the first game, when Spurs were absolutely dire, weren't they? Wow, Everton. Everyone forgets about. Everyone forgets about that game. You know, when yeah. it was a no- It was. It was something like a normal football game. It wasn't the game where there was like loads of space. So maybe that's some Spurs that we'll see. Mourinho Spurs. Well, we'll see. I mean, I think I think Sun or Kane will get something. I think that Spurs will score, but I just fancy West Ham to get more. I just, I really do. Um, Leicester Villa. I think this is hard to call as well. A few weeks ago, with no way we'd give Villa a chance, but all of a sudden you have to. I think. I don't know. I mean, Vardy seems out of sorts. Um, I think Villa will get something out of this as well. I've, I'm going to go Villa win. Another one, away win. One, one. You're not. You can't <laughs> say one one for everything. Do you really see that as a draw? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you get get splinters in your backside. As I know, I feel this, terrible. For this it, is beyond but... even Mark Lawrenson. This really is. It you is, can't... isn't it? I know. It is. It is proper safe. Two I, nil I, or one all. The I only think, two scores you ever go. Oh, I think oh, it's oh, just oh. because I don't. I just don't know. Yeah. Like, I literally, I don't. I don't want to have to call or predict no, any no. of these games because I, li- I literally don't know what it's going to be. Well, what Would about West Brom Burnley? What do you reckon for that? I mean, that's a that's the first nil nil draw, isn't it? Yeah. One nil West Brom. Do you, oh, you're not going to go one all. Okay. Yeah, I think West Brom win one nil. And who's going to score? Uh, good question. Probably a centre back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ed Garzy, okay. what's he doing these days? Is he still at West Brom? Yeah, I, he is still there, but I don't think he's going to play. Yeah, I, I think West Brom will get a, a win here. I, I think Burnley, like you I said earlier, someone known knows. They're out. Robson Robson Carner or something. <laughs> but the the Leicester Villa game. I just quickly going back to that one. Like mm-hmm. in terms of the games I'm I'm looking at watching over the weekend, I think that, that could be a really really good game because if both teams, if the Leicester that beat City. And the Aston Villa that beat Liverpool turn up. I mean, what a game we're in for in that one. But if the Leicester that lost to West Ham and the Aston Villa that, that you know that we're used to from last season turn up, then it's going to be rubbish. But it could be really exciting. Yeah, well, it's yours for fourteen ninety five, as. So, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to are you going to pay fourteen ninety five no, to watch your team? Absolutely not. No, well, I already pay for BT and Sky and. Amazon Prime. What happens if more money? Sure, oh, let's not sure. get let's not get onto this because we'll be here all night. But... I'm sure there'll be a time when there's a really important game. Brighton, the I don't know, the, 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 go for the Champions League, and, uh, <laughs> and they need to win the game. Would you pay fourteen ninety five? It was a if Brighton go like for that. the Champions League, and, and I've got to pay fourteen ninety five. You'll pay any money for that, maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to see Greenish play that. I'm, I'm tempted to. With a Grealish in oh, the team. Oh, Martin, you can't. You've got to well, stay strong. In the I know, and I'm letting the side <laughs> down. Uh, let's round off Leeds versus Wolves. Um, I'm going to go Wolves win. I'm going to go 2-0. 1-1. Okay. No. What a surprise. There's no way that Bamford's not going to score. <laughs> I, I think Wolves, if Troy plays, I've said before, if Troy's playing up front, I think Wolves will get a result here and get a couple of goals. I think the opposite. I think this. I think it's going to be quite for Leeds. I think yeah, I'm going to go for one-one, but I reckon two-one would be two-one Leeds. It's like we said, Leeds. We just don't know what we're going to get yet, do we? No. It's totally. I mean, I think we've decided though. This week is not a game week we can predict at all. Um, so yeah, it, it makes me like this is what I was saying on the scout cards yesterday. Though, like, in terms of like picking a captain, it, yeah, like, you don't you don't get many weeks like this where you can be a bit more experimental mm. and kind of go for someone and back yourself. Like the only game I'm looking like, here, or, like this really, guy. I know. I, knew, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it makes it exciting, you know, because it's, it's Salah and De Bruyne and Sterling every week, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, it's, and I'm pleased to see that you're back in heaven. I think it is a good move for you because I think that Chelsea should win that game. You'd expect them to win that game and Havertz should be in the points, I would have said. And you're absolutely right. I look around and go, if De Bruyne is out, it's, you know, you're looking at Salah by default, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, which is fine. I, I don't. I don't have a problem with anyone that wants to captain Salah because he's reliable, and Everton have got Pickford in goal, and it's a derby, and you know, there's always a good reasons to captain him. But also, I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, if Everton did did win that game. Or if it was sort of relatively low scoring, it's a one-one. And I'm looking around my team, and I think actually, I think the the, the chart, like the ceiling, as, as people talk about, um, I think is highest for Chelsea, and that's the Frampton game. And it could be a tight game. It could be that Hasan Hootel says, okay, we're not gonna play this ridiculous line, we're going to defend because they are capable of it and we're going to, you know, grind out a, a draw or a win here and then it's different. But if it is like I think it's going to be, which is a very open attacking game with Chelsea getting in behind, 
then um, I, I'm happy to have a Chelsea player in that game. Yeah, and so you're not going to change it last minute. You're going to hold it. You're staying strong. Well, the only the only the only player that I was thinking of changing it to was De Bruyne. And right. If he's a doubt, then it's going to be Havertz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So any changes to that eleven? You're not. You, you've got. I mean, you haven't got a bench really to call on. You're not looking at Walter, <laughs> Walker Peters, obviously. So. So, no. so you're going with Ryan Alexander-Arnold, Semedo, Aileen, Salah, De Bruyne, Havertz, Captain Pereira, Jimenez, Calvert-Lewin, and Mope. The forward line looks good, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm happy. I'll take a, I'm taking another hit, four-point hit. I've cleaned out some some dead wood. And you sell you sold, sold Werner and who who, who was the I other four? I'm, I'm four point five Davis. Okay, for mm. Mope and Calvert-Lewin. And Davis went for me as well, so I went Davis to Brewster. And at the moment, yeah, Brewster's first sub. I'm, you know, if if Chilwell's out though, I may well bring James back in and uh, not play Podence, who probably is a doubt given the COVID situation with Wolves. So I'm, I've got McCarthy, Alexander, Arnold, Robertson, and Dina at the moment. So I've got all my defence mm. bar the goalkeeper playing in that opening game. Podence, Grealish, Salah, De Bruyne, Suchek, who surely Suchek's going to get his goal, Jimenez and Calvert-Lewin. Um, Five I'm, players in the opening game. I know, it's bad, isn't it? That's the thing. Is, <laughs> don't want that. Which is, I don't really want Salah to be my captain. And your that captain, makes it work. Yeah. Oh, I know. So, but what other captain option have I got? I look at that and think, if De Bruyne is not an option, I really, I don't know where else to go unless I no. risk Jimenez or Grealish, but... I don't think we're ready yet for that to, to, to look at those types of players. Not even Calvert Lewin. Are we ready to look at Calvert Lewin as a captain? I don't know. Not for this one. Well, you, you, you captained him as last week. Yeah, I know. At home to Fulham, but right. away at Leeds, as I said, what are we getting out of Leeds? We don't know. It's very difficult. Um, but I've got a strong bench, so I'm, I'm okay in terms of if I lose anybody, but it's the captaincy and that first fixture. It's all going to be riding on that for me, which is makes me uncomfortable. Uh, Granville, let's look at your team. You've got it on Salah at the moment. The captaincy is that going to change? I have been since I've been speaking to you from um, since nine o'clock today. Um, I have considered Calvert Lewin. I don't know. I, I don't know whether I've got the balls though. Can I use that word? Balls? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know whether I've got the bollocks to, to captain <laughs> Calvert Lewin. Keep going because for him. I, I mean. <laughs> The thing is, when you think about you know what you thought of him at the start of the season, I think yeah, he's a semi decent attacker, um, centre forward, and uh, you know will get ten goals this season. And now all of a sudden he's got you know he's got five goals or is it six goals? And um, and all of a sudden he's coming to the reckoning. I might do it. I'm, I just don't. I think Salah is obviously a safer option because he's on. I mean, I had him last week as well, and he, and he saved my game week with those two goals mm-hmm. against. Um, Against uh, Villa, bizarrely, um, and he—it was important. And, and and the other thing that made my mind up was in playing that last game because I did consider De Bruyne, which was the other the other option. This time he's playing the first game, isn't he? He's playing the mm. opening game. Well, he's playing the afternoon game. So, and I I am worried about ruin, ruining my game week. It, it it's terrible, isn't it? When you when you have a get, you have something in that first game and he doesn't perform, and you're thinking. Well, I'm, I'm going to need to get you know extra <laughs> out of all these games. Yeah. I need to pick up points from here and points from there, especially when somebody else has got mm. a captain in that game and 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 they've started. They've had a, a flyer. It's always worrying, but I can't really see anybody else in any of the other games later on who would want a captain. I mean, I'm certainly not going to captain Jimenez um, or Bamford in the last game uh, on, on the Monday. Uh, so I think it's it's one of those two. 
There's, yeah. no, there's nobody else I can see. De Bruyne, I, I, I want to see what the verdict. I mean, I know, I know he came off in that game, but we're not. We haven't had any word, have we? No, uh, and what, the thing is, Guardiola's not going. He's going to be quite cagey, I imagine. I don't, I don't see him committing to whether or not he's going to play or not. So that's the trouble. We're, I think we're still going to go into the weekend with him being a seventy-five percent doubt, and we're not going to be certain. And that's the trouble. I, I do think that if he wasn't a doubt, then he'd be my captain. Yeah, uh, yeah. this week. Yeah. Um, and I still got, in, I still got advice. So I'm going to have to think about that. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll wait for some news on De Bruyne. Um, yeah. So you're going Martinez, Alexander-Arnold, Dina, Mitchell, who obviously isn't going to play because uh, Pirate Arnold's going to come back in. Salah, yeah. Fernandez, De Bruyne, Suchek, Calvert-Lewin, Jimenez, and Patrick Bamford, and that, who you're tipping yeah, to Yeah, and I think I'm probably going to save my uh, my transfer. You're not going to make a transfer oh, at all? Nice. No. Um, I wish, it's I not, wish it's I not a game week where I can tree. really... It's, it's it's an unreliable game. I mean, I'm just looking at the game where they're playing international games. It just it just throws another. It's it's just another spanner in the works, isn't it? We seem it's good ground, but when, and when Mitchell doesn't play, you've got Lamptey coming in. There isn't exactly a bad replacement, no. anyway. So, well, you talked about Calvert Lewin. I've got some captain data to end on here that might uh, convince you because. Looking at the options, Calvert-Lewin, Kane, Son, Salah, De Bruyne, Sterling, probably the, the top options that people are going to consider. And in terms of minutes per goal involvement, expected goal involvement, non-penalty, Calvert-Lewin's the top there, ahead of Kane on 88.54. And also, you look at the Liverpool defence in the second table, minutes per expected goals conceded, Liverpool down there with the lowest 72 minutes. So a goal, expected goal every 72 minutes. So Calvert-Lewin... The top-ranked player in our table there against Liverpool, the bottom-ranked defence. There's a case. There's absolutely a case to start looking at Calvert-Lewin as a captain. Who's Savert captain, Lee? I, I, didn't get, I didn't get Savert's captain, so we're on oh. our own. We are absolutely... I, I completely forgot to, to message him. So we are flying solo this week. We've got no one, we, no one to help us this week. We're probably going to struggle. So, yeah. But, I mean, looking at this, I, 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 I think that... It, it suggests that City would be the good captain options. Well, Arsenal's defence, minutes per expected goals conceded is 73. So just ahead of Liverpool's. But the problem is, you know, if De Bruyne's not there, would you look at Sterling if you had him? I don't know. Yeah. It's very, very difficult. So this is I a nightmare. It, 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 it would be Son for me if I had him. I think, I think you know, yeah. look, looking around at, at the options and, and potential, I, you know, I, I think, you know, I know you're backing West Ham, but it wouldn't surprise me too much if... if Spurs did win that game three or four one or something like that. Uh, I, I I like Son. I mean, I've got I've, yeah, I've got absolutely nothing against Son. I've always thought he's he's one of the best players in the league. You know, he's such a good fantasy option. Always scores, very reliable. Uh, so you know, I think he would be the one that I'd go for if I had him. But I don't. So it's yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm the same. And I'm I would if if we knew De Bruyne was out, I would consider taking a hit to get Son. Now, although I think West Ham are going to win the game, I do think Spurs will score. And I think Sun's the form player, so it's difficult yeah. to. So I would mainly because I don't really want to go into that early kickoff with Salah my captain and five players in that game. I think Sun is an option. If I had him, I'd go with as well. But I don't I know if I'm going to take a hit again. It'll be the fourth hit this season. I just don't think I can do that. Um, so I'll see. I bet, I bet everybody's got three or four players in that first game, though. Yeah, you that's might, true. I mean, most of us got two Everton players. And yeah, then one, I've got, yeah, I've got three or three. Four. Yeah. Four. yeah, and it's not a reason to 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 like just yeah you know, just forget logic altogether and take a hit just to get out of that. I know that, but 
like I said, Sun is tempting there. But I don't think we're going to get definite news on De Bruyne, so I don't think it's going to be an option for me. Um, we'll have to see what Pep gives us tomorrow in the press conference and see. But I think we're going to be back here. I mean, as are we going to be back here next week off the back of another bizarre game week? Or is this game we actually going to turn out results that we expect? I, I think it's going to be another crazy one. I think the results are so difficult to predict that I think we're going to see some massive wins for teams that we probably wouldn't have thought. I think my 1-1 predictions are going to be completely out of the window. <laughs> so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we're sat here again saying we can't believe what's what's happened. I think it's going to continue for, for a while, to be honest. OK, well, uh, all that, uh, all that uh, remains... Um... There we go. All that remains as is <laughs> God. It's been a, it's 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 Granville. I blame Granville. See, he turns up and it oh, all you t- the wrong... goes out the window. Now I click the right screen. But yeah, all that remains as is for you to uh, to talk about likes and subscribes as usual, which you like doing with the old uh, smash it there. <laughs> I like on the note you just put smash. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, just to remind you because we forgot that first week. You didn't, didn't have we? to do this back in the Scoutcast days. Did you? No, uh, trying it's... to trying to persuade people to. So if anyone's watching this now on on any platform and they haven't. Uh, likes and subscribes then shame on you uh, please smash that button because I'm actually tracking it each week it's nice to see how things are growing and it is so that's that's really nice uh, also next week we are going to start tracking the black box league yeah we are so make sure you've joined the league the code is v8tx2p the code is there's a link in the description and there is also a league code on the video itself so make sure you've joined that because similar to how I did the top 10k stats last week, uh, we're going to be looking to see the kind of moves people are making in that in that thing as well. So we've got lots of different things to compare. So yeah, join the league, smash the like, smash the subscribe and thanks for watching. Yes, and Granville, it's been a pleasure to have you on, um, even though you are the gremlin that have caused all the technical problems. I'm blaming you. It's, it's, it's a smooth as silk when it's, it's as of myself, but as soon as you turn up, it all goes out the window. But The only one without any technical problems, I think, I, this, this, this pod. Yeah, I'm probably right. Well, but, yeah, but the, the actual quality of this, this podcast has just been raised. So of course. Technical <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> People... I hope you're going to invite me back. <laughs> are you going to invite me back? Of course we will. What are you talking about? Well, well, only... well, might... well the thing is, I might be doing too well. Yeah, only when we're, we're beating you. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. There's no or way we're points... inviting you back when you've still got six-figure rank. So if once we start beating you, you can come back when you like. Although yeah. he does bring the kind of the, you know, the quality. Like if you're watching this podcast and you look at the average rank, if it's just me and you, Mark, people are going to tune out straight away. At least Granville brings it down to a respectable, that is true. respectable million. <laughs> that is true. Let, let's hope that it's not going to be long before we have a rank which is regarded as respectable, but that certainly isn't the case at the moment, but it is the case for Granville. But um, I think, think Granville, it's a whole good night for me. So it is a good night for me. A good night for me. And a good night for me. Podcast Network.